This is the Shetler Show. I feel really good now. Keep drinking that honey juice. Whatever you do, you have one thing that's unique. You have the ability to make art. And when things get tough, this is what you should do. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. I hope they get it. I'm sick of explaining history. I'm rolling with a circle of winners. We claim the victories. Yeah, yeah, come on. It's about to be the realest shit you ever heard. We're in a transitional world right now. Yeah, it's just basically going for it. You know, sometimes you, know, you think about getting hurt or slamming, but you know, it happens. It's skateboarding. You know, it happens every day. Yep. People are worried about skateboarding and the skate state of the industry. Yeah. The truth is, we are the industry. Yeah. Skateboarders are the industry. Experience, I guess, just because there's like I've never seen like that many skaters in one place. Just like it's like we it's take like over the street. What up, people? I'm just sitting here contemplating why I still live on the East Coast. Why? Two two feet of snow. We just had a gnarly blizzard. And I just got back from San Diego last month, and I'm just picturing the ocean and the waves and 70-degree weather. But yet, I choose to live on the East Coast. Am I crazy? I don't know. Something about the East Coast people and just, I don't know, I, I like them, but God. So, <laughs> but my day has gotten better. I got to have an awesome podcast with uh, Joshua Crane. He's the Chief Operations Officer at Craft Vapory. I know nothing about e-cigarettes or vaporizers or juices, so this podcast was, like, amazing. I, he filled me in on everything. We talked all about the whole industry, about their brand, about their mission statement. Uh, we talked about life and all that. It was really awesome. Joshua was, like, a super down-to-earth dude, really cool, very informative, just a rad person all around. So I hope you guys enjoy the show. Hang on, brothers and sisters. Liberation is near. It's almost time. As we're back, today I'm sitting down with, via Skype, I'm sitting down with Chief Operations Officer at Craft Vapory, Joshua Crane. What's up, man? Hey, Anthony, how's it going? It's going good, man. Um, just kind of surviving out here on the East Coast. Um, how are you doing in California? Well, I don't want to rub it in, but the weather is a a frigid 75 degrees right now. Oh, man. And we did have, you know, about a quarter of an inch of rain last night. So <laughs> I know for all of your East Coast listeners, they, uh, you know, they're like, wow, why would anyone ever live in California? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's uh, it's great. I'm I'm enjoying the beautiful weather and feeling bad for all my friends on the East Coast that are buried under feet of snow right now. Yeah, man. So where exactly are you in uh, California? You in Southern California? Yeah, we're in Beverly Hills. Oh wow, very cool, man. Yeah. So like you're saying, for my listeners and everyone that's listening right now, uh, my day started out a little different than Joshua's. I woke up and I didn't have to work. I had a snow day. And I had to shovel two feet of snow. <laughs> but it's all good, man. So I kind of want to, like, um, I want to kind of get into where you're working right now. Is this where you're at? You're in your office? Yeah, I'm in the Craft Vapory headquarters here in uh, in Beverly Hills. Very cool, man. And I, I actually, when, when I realized we could link up and do this podcast, I don't really know anything about um, vaporizers or 
any of this uh, to be honest my friend he would walk around uh and and use one of the vapors vaporizers and i was always like what are you doing man what are you doing and and he told me a little bit about it so i guess maybe we could just kind of get into uh what it's all about what you guys are sure doing. it's one of my favorite topics so uh in essence you know they are uh they're electronic cigarettes that's the you know the entire category is called that the devices themselves are called vaporizers. You know, they started with devices that looked like cigarettes, and you probably see those in the 7-Elevens and the bodegas and, you know, the, the convenience stores around. Since those early products, the category has evolved pretty dramatically and is now into much more advanced uh, devices and hardware, as well as thousands, and I mean literally thousands, of flavored nicotine fl- fluids that are out there. So if you name a flavor, there's probably five or ten versions of that flavor in terms of a, a juice that you can vape. I was checking out I was checking out your guys' website and I was seeing all the different flavors and brands and it's kinda cool like are these these are individual brands that people come yeah. up with? Yeah. That's so yeah, cool. Yeah, so there are there are literally thousands of brands, no less than you know, ten thousand individual flavors in the market right now. Craft specializes in finding the best of the best amongst them. You know, just like with any, you know, with T-shirts. There's crappy T-shirts out there. There's fly T-shirts that are well create, you know, well made. So what Craft has done is gone out and found all of the best products in the category, all of the best brands, all of the best flavors, all of the best hardware, and tried to get rid of, you know, not spend any time on any stuff that we thought was subpar or low quality. And really just deliver to our customers what we thought was the best of the best out there. Um, and that's why we call the experience curated. So, you know, we're essentially going out and trying literally everything that comes out and deciding for ourselves, is this quality? Is it good? Is it worth our time? Is it worth our customers time? And if it doesn't pass the test, we just simply don't offer it. So right now we're up to about 102 brands total wow. that we offer. Um, something like 330 or 340 individual flavors. And, you know, that's out of, like I said, thousands that are out there. These are the ones that we've determined to be awesome. That's and then, so rad. And then what we do is, you know, if you were to, st- you know, if you were looking to quit smoking today and start vaping, you'd walk into a vape shop or maybe you'd go online and you'd immediately be overwhelmed by all the choices that are out there. Oh, yeah. I've I've walked in and seen, like, the variety and I was like, holy cow, I didn't even know what it was. (laughs) Yeah, and it's it's overwhelming, right? Yeah. If I smoke smoke Marlboros, right, it's easy for me to go to 7-Eleven or the bodega or the gas station and I ask for Marlboros. And, you know, they have 20 or 30 brands back there, but I don't care because all I care about is my Marlboros. Yeah. But... To find that, you know, to find the the corollary there, to find that that vape flavor that becomes your Marlboro, your brand, Hell yeah. uh, it's tough. There's a ton of shit to try. There's a million, you know, like thousands of these flavors out there, and you kind of have to get in and try them, you know, each to to really know what you like. So we we take a little different spin, right? If you walk into a really good vape shop, and there's a ton of them here in California, I know they're kind of spreading. East Coast has quite a few, but not as many, you know, but if you get to the middle of the country, they're few and far between. But when you go into a good one, typically the, the person behind the counter knows what their inventory is and can kind of ask you a couple of questions about what you like and then help you, you know, with suggestions for what you really think, you know, they think is going to be a good match for you. Yeah. So we do the same thing. We just do it over the web. We have every member fill out a flavor profile. 
we've got 16 flavor categories, and they're broad, general flavor categories like breakfast cereals, baked goods, tree fruits, citrus, mints, uh, tobaccos. You know, and you tell us you basically yum or yuck, any yeah. combination of those categories. And then one of my experts looks at what, all of that information you give us about you, and they say, okay, Anthony says he likes tree fruits, he likes baked goods, he likes breakfast cereals, but he hates tobacco, he hates mints, and he hates citrus. So what do I have that's a match specifically for Anthony? And then they pick you out a box that is specifically for you. And you choose the number of bottles you want. You choose the nicotine strength that you want because it's, you know, it's not just like on or off like with a cigarette. It's, you know, it's you can actually choose the level of nicotine that you're you're vaping. You can be so specific, it seems. Right? Yeah. Like, to so the we, point. So we have five different strength categories, 0, 3, 6, 12, and 18. Uh, 18 would be the equivalent of like a full flavor, like a Marlboro Red, right? Whereas... You know, a light would probably be in the 12 to 6 range, but what people who vape have found is that with these advanced devices, they can get more vapor per hit. They can get, so you end up getting more nicotine per hit. So what we see is people going lower and lower. Like, for example, I was a very heavy, I was a two pack a day smoker. Now I vape three milligram nicotine, right? And I, it's enough nicotine for me that I, you know, scratches the itch. But without making me feel like, oh, you know, vaping isn't working for me, I'm going to go back to cigarettes. I got a question. Do is there a way to know in a pack of cigarettes how much nicotine is in each pack? Do they? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, on a percentage basis, it's about 1.8 percent nicotine okay. to the. So that's the equivalent of my 18 milligram uh, strength. So that's where I say they're about the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, full flavored cigarette, a non light cigarette, is probably going to be about 1.8 percent nicotine total. Okay. Could we say? Could we say if you get a if you get a flavor that's heavy nicotine, that's like a Marlboro Red, so like a dirt. And then if you get like a real light one, that's like a Virginia Slim, one thousand ultra light. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, I had a question off the topic. We'll get back to the vaporizer stuff, but um, since you're in Southern California, and uh, I'm a pro skateboarder, um, I was curious. I was just down there in in your area, sorta. But do have you ever tried surfing before? Uh, I have. Um, I have to admit, I grew up in Florida, where there is really warm water, but really small waves. Whereabouts in Florida? In West Palm Beach. Oh, there you go, man. Hell so, yeah. you know, we'd go out to, like, the Vero Inlet, which, you know, is man-made, but because of the way they constructed the inlet, you get a little, you get a decent swell coming off of the inlet. So, I, you know, I could surf those no problem. You know, they're like three, four-footers, you know. Big enough to just catch a wave and you go 25 feet and you, you know, it's done. Um, when I came out to California, like first thing I did was go straight to the Pacific Ocean. I was like, all right, coast to coast, <laughs> you know, and like I went straight, like literally got off the plane. I was like, let's go to the beach. Went straight. It was an August day. It's hot as balls. It was, you know, <laughs> like 102 degrees out. I ran. I get to the beach. It's cold. I jump in the water. It's super cold and dark and feels dirty. And I was like, oh, my God, this is horrible. And that was it. I was like, I never want to go in the Pacific Ocean again. And I tried surfing here once. The guy was like, you need a 9-millimeter wetsuit. I was like, that's basically the Michelin Man. And, you know, I come from Florida where you wear a pair of shorts and that's it. Like, wetsuits are for pussies. So, uh, you know, so for me, like, yeah, I've done some surfing, but – it's it's cold in California to be you know to you got to get out there with a wetsuit you got to get out there early in the morning 
it's like, you know, it, and now I got kids, so it's just probably not going to happen. Oh man, you, if you have kids, that means you have to surf more, cause you gotta alleviate some stress, you gotta alleviate some stress somehow, man, and that's the way, right well, there. I'm more not- so, I'm trying to get the kids to surf. There you go, that would help, cause that, yeah. that would mellow them out, and then they'd be chill, yeah. and then you wouldn't even get stressed at all. Perfect. Then they'll be nice and tired and out of my hair. I'm not, I'm not much of a surfer. I've only been like two or three times and it was what, kind of what you were saying, like just a little three foot waves and my buddy Conrad, um, he teaches surf, surf lessons in Narragansett Beach. He took me and my lady out and I stood up and rode it for 25 feet and like it felt so cool. It was like really awesome. I haven't, I haven't actually had the, the itch to like really get into it, but I think if I just get to do that once or twice a year would, would be so sick. Yeah, and I think, you know, like, if you're good on a skateboard, it probably translates pretty well to surfing. Yeah. You know, like, I, I mean, I love snowboarding. I cannot get enough of it. Hell yeah. Um, you know, a little different because you're strapped to the board. But, uh, you know, so there's no, like, I can't walk the board like I can a surfboard. You know, yeah. like, I that was the first thing they taught me was, like, okay, walk to your spot. Find your balance, right? You think you're going to be here, but really you're going to be, like, a half a foot back. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, learn how to walk it. And... You know, for, so with snowboarding is a little different, but you know, similar dynamic. And I, we have the beauty here in SoCal. I got mountains two hours away. I got the beach 20 minutes away. You know, like I kind of have the best of both worlds. But I got to say, I don't know where you were in LA. Skateboarding is exploding in Los Angeles. Yeah. Like I, I, there, we have a, we have a street here, Fairfax, and it's like a two block strip of nothing but skateboard brands and skateboarders. And they've taken over. There was like a bank on the corner. I think a company named Ko took it over. Yeah. And like, and and you go, and it used to be like their drive-through for the bank, right? Now they have it gated off, and literally there's like 25 kids in there grinding it out, you know, like in this little driving lot, you know, area. And it's amazing what they've done. They've built a couple of ramps in there, and they, you know, they have like a couple of rails for them to grind. And it's fascinating. I take that drive every day. It's like really? on my way to work. And I see, I see all those kids out there, and I'm like, when I moved to LA, this was not a thing. Like, this was a little shopping district. It was actually like a, an, like an Orthodox Jewish neighborhood. So there's like a bunch of delis and stuff, and like old, like you like get a good pickle somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Right <laughs> at the end of the street, actually, Canner's Deli. You can get an amazing, you know, amazing corned beef sandwich on one end of the street. But now it's like completely overtaken by skaters. And there were a lot of people who were like, you know, we don't want these skaters here. Like, you know, this. And I'm like, you know what? Let them have it. It's bringing it's bringing business to the area. Yep. It's keeping kids out of trouble. It's right around the corner from uh, from Fairfax High School, which is like the Hollywood High School. Um, and you know, like, look, if it was at, me as an older guy with parents, I would much rather my kid hanging out down there skating than who knows off where doing what. You know, getting into trouble and you know skating well, where he's not supposed to be. You know, like, and it's like it's a it's a cool thing. It's like a sanctioned thing. And then. I just noticed the other day they put in a brand new skate park at the at the park right around the corner from my house. It's awesome. There's like there's half pipes, there you know, there's dropping. Like it's it's amazing what they built up for these kids. A little bit of concrete and a permit and you know, and they, and it's packed. There must be 50 kids there like every moment during day daylight. It's fun it's funny cuz uh I, I I totally agree with you man and that KO store is amazing. Those dudes done a great job and uh if you go to their Instagram you can check them out skating their bench there that that um Joshua was just describing at the bank spot. But um I agree man. I I've been trying to get a skate park in in the town I live in, like an outdoor skate park for um a while now. And I had to go to all these meetings with people that didn't skate and they were like 
they're older, they were past 60, and they were just kind of out of touch with, like, youth culture, and I had to sit down with these people, and they're, like, they're just talking about all the problems that they have in the town with, like, um, you know, drugs, and they have, like, sober houses, and just, like, all these issues that the city deals with, and that was, like, one of their resistance about having a skate park was, you know, that they thought skateboarders were, like, delinquents or troublemakers or doing the graffiti or whatever, doing the drugs, like... And I just sat there for like three hours and just kept telling them, I'm like, look, if you want to have healthy, happier people, like you got to invest in the people that are doing cool stuff and are doing like are using their heart. They're breaking a sweat. Their heart's beating every day. They're thinking outside the box. And I'm basically describing like what skateboarders are. You know, they're just passionate people that want to learn. So they have these tricks and they just have to persevere and put all the skills it takes to learn this, how to kickflip, how to do it down 12 stairs. And they're learning how to put video parts together and be creative. And I'm like, these are the people you need to invest in. If you want to have healthier, happier people, like, start investing in these kids. You know what I mean? And I, I'm a – I agree, man. Like you said, in in that area, L.A., you can look and see they're taking over a whole whole street. In de- you know what I mean? And in, in New Bedford, Mass. here, we have a, a, a street as well that we took over. We have a skate shop. We have a Mexican restaurant, a hot dog shop. We have a, a vintage uh, furniture store that is all skateboarder owned and run and like just growing. So it's like those are the those are your entrepreneurs, your passionate people thinking outside the box, the people that can uh, survive a recession. You know what I mean? And like still create. So that's cool, man. Yeah, and if you want kids to be delinquents, right? The best thing to do is take away everything fun. Yeah. And then give give them no place to hang out. Yeah, take yeah, away their yeah, outlet. Yeah. Yeah, you know, that that's when you end up with kids with drug problems, you know, kids with like you know, with with issues, so you know, social crime. Kids get bored, yeah. right? When I was a kid there was nothing to do. We got bored and broke into the school, right? We got bored and and you know, and vandalized the place. Yeah. So, you know, give me a place where I can go and I don't need to go vandalize something. I don't need to go tear something up. I don't need to go break into the school just to see what's in, you know, behind the behind the guy's desk at the, in the science room. Like I, you know, like I, give me, give me an outlet. And, and if skating wasn't, you know, wasn't such a, uh, a counterculture thing when I was a kid, I think I would have been more into it. I think, you know, my friends would have been more into it Yeah. and it, you know, it would have been something that, you know, like we were the criminals, the skateboarders yeah. back in the day. Absolutely. And like, I think that definitely needs to change because, you know, like I, now I have kids and I see like, if you don't, if I don't keep them constantly, you know, engaged and constantly using their bodies and tiring themselves out and, you know, like doing something physical and something, and especially skating, I think, you know, really kind of lends itself to both being physical and mental. Like you got to think through the trick. You have to plan it kind of mentally, you know, you have to practice and it, you know, it takes some discipline. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you know, when I, 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 when anyone says, you know, like, oh, those, you know, those kids are, they're bad for the neighborhood. I'm like, you guys are crazy. Yeah. This is awesome for the neighborhood. First off, they're they're spending money in the stores, right? They're buying the skateboarding gear, which is you know it's, it's got all these economic benefits. But plus, you don't see any of them breaking the law. You don't see any of them vandalizing anything, right? I don't see any tagging down there. I don't see like you know I go to K. I drive past every day. I don't see there's not a single piece of graffiti in there, right? Yeah. The kids respect it. They keep it clean. They like and you know it gives them a place. They're off the street. And in L.A., off the street is a good thing. Yeah, right? fuck yeah. <laughs> On the street, it leads to bigger, much bigger problems. So, yeah. Mo- anyway, that's my spiel about skateboarding. No, but it's rad. It's rad because uh, it's rad to hear someone say that that's not a skateboarder that has an outside perspective like that. Because I hang out with a lot of skateboarders and they have the same feeling. But um, 
Yeah, I agree, man. Most kids just want an outlet. They want somewhere to hang out where they can be accepted and they can still be themselves. Like a normal sport, it's like you got to go and you got to coach and then you kind of have to be uniformed and fit in and do what they say. So you might be accepted, but you can't really express yourself in your own style, at least with skating and different uh, things like skating, like surfing and, and snowboarding. It's like you can still have original style. You don't have to wear a uniform. And you can be yourself, and you can be accepted, and you can have a f- healthy, fun outlet. Skateboarding is my life. I, I love, as you can see in the background, I got a lot. Yeah, I yeah. Just got them hanging up, man. Those are those are some of my pro models. Uh, when I w- when I skated for World Industries. Yeah, I'm a I'm a little bit jealous, only because I have like a I have an issue collecting things. Yeah. Um. So you know, my office at home looks very similar to yours, where I've you know like I have I have records that I couldn't part with. You know, like I I've got. I've got trophies, I've got like, you know, toys from back when I was a kid and, you know, like, and, and even as an adult, you know, like vinyl toys and stuff like that. So like, I, and then now I know we're on audio, but behind me is this giant box of vaporizers. Yeah. Uh, I like literally have more than a hundred of them. So like, I love collecting things. I'm looking at the space behind you. It looks super cool. Yeah, man, we got a lot. I can kind of swivel. I wish I could show you my boxes. I got boxes of them and stuff, but, um. Let's get back to the vaporizers because I had some questions for sure. Um, Great. One question I was wondering is: Is there actual? Um, what do you call them? Is it fluids? What do you call them? Like, um, uh, I think e-liquids is the best term. Okay, uh, but fluids, juices—they all work. Juices—that's what I was looking for. But okay, so um, are there any juices that have no nicotine at all? Absolutely. So uh, about a thirty percent of my customers are no nicotine users so they all come every flavor we offer comes in a zero milligram strength so that's no nicotine at all it's just the food flavorings and the the pg and vg which are the basically what creates the the vapor right it's and what carries the flavor um and a little bit of water but uh we have a lot of people who come to us because they like to snack and they you know so it's kind of an appetite suppression for them um, you know, my wife, for example, she's been, you know, she's constantly trying to diet and trying this diet and that diet. And I was sitting on the couch one day and she's like, you know, Josh, fuck you. You, you like, you made the whole room smell like cookies. <laughs> now I want to eat cookies. And I'm like, so I just handed her my vape and I was like, here you go. And so, and now she's a vapor, right? No nicotine, but she loves the flavors and it keeps her from snacking. Um, we found a lot of video gamers like vaping. And a lot of them come in and they, they've never had nicotine. They were never a cigarette smoker. So they, they come in and they get the zero. So yeah, about 30% of the bottles that I ship are no nicotine whatsoever. Wow. That's so cool, man. And then for someone that really wants to like, you know, like me personally, I love nicotine, right? And I'm the first to admit, like I'm a nicotine addict. I was a nicotine addict when I was a cigarette smoker. I'm still a nicotine addict. This to me is a safer way to get my nicotine, yeah. right? It, it helps me to get the nicotine without all the other garbage that's in regular cigarettes, right? The, you know the steering and the lead and the chloroform and the formaldehyde and you know all the really bad stuff that's in cigarettes um that, sound, get, that sounded like you were joking when you read those ingredients that's how bad no i, I wish i was you yeah. know and i put that stuff in my body every day 20 30 times a day for 23 years so and i felt like crap like i you know i, I would wake up like wheezing and coughing and hacking and just spitting up crap all day and my wife every morning she you know i'd be like i'd wake up my feet hit the floor and i'd be sitting there like like hacking along <laughs> and you know and then i'd light a cigarette my wife was just like look i love you and i'm not here to tell you you know this or that but she's like you don't sound good yeah right like you, you don't sound healthy 
So vaping for me is a way I can get, I can get my nicotine and, you know, and kind of scratch that itch. I don't get the other harmful stuff, right? I'm not going to say that it's totally safe. Neither is breathing hot air for that matter, but it's safer than smoking cigarettes. And, you know, like I said, I got kids. I, you know, I, I do stuff with my life. And, you know, like now when I go snowboarding, like, man, I used to get really winded. I get even, you know, you've basically just fallen down a hill, right? Mm-hmm. I don't have to do anything to like propel myself except lean in. <laughs> but I get to the bottom of a run, I'd be winded, sweating bullets. So, you know, my lung capacity is a lot better now. I can breathe a lot better. I can chase after my kids. I can play some basketball with my older kid, you know, and it's, uh, and, and it's like it's really been a life changer. Plus, I don't smell like shit. My car doesn't smell like shit. My clothes don't smell like shit. My wife isn't complaining about, you know, like the ash and crap and, you know, like all that. And, you know, and I, I really do feel better. So for me, it's something where I want to share this with everyone I know. I feel like every cigarette smoker out there should be on this. You know, for those of your your, your fans and and you know your listeners, like if you're out there skating and you're smoking a cigarette, like how much better can you skate if you weren't smoking, yeah. right? If you had that extra lung capacity, it's a it's a you know I've skated. It's a hardcore cardio sport, especially if you're not doing ramps. Like you know you're constantly propelling yourself absolutely and, and that's you power you know what i mean like that's not you know, it's not a motorized thing you know it's not like hitting the gas like you are the gas so how much more power and energy would you have if you weren't you know killing yourself with cigarettes and, and just taking out the taking out the um smoking side effects like that that side of it and all that unhealthy stuff that's in cigarettes because that constantly weighs on smokers you know it's like they can't help it because they want the nicotine but they, they so they're constantly feel like they're killing themselves, you know, so to get rid of that, at least that smoking side of it without all that tar. So I guess what I'm asking is, does each uh, e-liquid, I mean, uh, each liquid juice, do they have the ingredients on the bottle or there's a way to see exactly what's in it? No. And I don't know that that's ever coming. So right now, the standard says that they have to tell you in broad terms what's in it. Okay. So usually they will say things and I'm just going to randomly pick up a bottle from my desk here. See, this one doesn't say it at all. Usually it will say something along the lines of natural and, uh, you know, like this one says, may contain USP vegetable glycerin, USP propylene glycol. Those are those two fluids that I told you that actually make the vapor. Yep. Um, both have been studied for inhalation. Both are generally recognized as safe. Then this one says natural and or artificial and or organic flavorings, distilled water, nicotine. Right. So they'll tell you the, the ingredients to that level. Yeah. They're not going to tell you the exact flavor bases that were used. Right. Because a lot of basically how these things are created is, you know, if I wanted to create a, a an apple pie flavor. Yeah. I can go out and, and buy flavor bases. They're called flavor houses. There's companies that create, you know, and they're for foods. Yeah. yeah. So they create these flavor bases. They'll have an apple, and I can get a million different apples, a green apple, a Granny Smith, a, you know, a, a Fuji, you know, I, whatever apple I want. There's honey Crisp. We'll say exactly. Honey <laughs> okay, Honey Crisp. But, you know, I can go buy a bottle of Honey Crisp flavor, right? I can buy a bottle of the graham cracker for the crust. Yeah. I can buy a bottle of, you know, of whipped cream, right? I can, and, and, you know, a lot of these, they'll have even more, like a little bit of cinnamon, a little bit of brown sugar. So I can go buy all those flavor bases, right? And kind of mix them together and, and, you know, and be done. What they're not going to do is tell you right now which flavor bases are used. And that's something that actually the government wants to see put in place. We'll see where those regulations net out over the next couple of years. I do anticipate that at some point in the future, 
people are going to have to disclose exactly, you know, which chemicals are, are in in these juices. Yeah. For now they're giving you the broad brush. Drink. I think I think just just transparency in any business um is a a good good guideline. Like cuz people are still going to have their favorite brands if your quality's good, it's safe, like you should be able to tell them, you know, what's in exactly what it is, you know? And this kind of leads me to what what I was thinking about when I first was like, oh, I want to do a podcast with you guys and I was trying to figure out like cuz I don't smoke at all. I used to smoke when I was younger. And uh I was living in I was living in California for two years in Long Beach actually, and uh, my brother came out to visit me, and he didn't know I smoked, and I just kind of like was smoking, and then he saw me, and I was like his face, he was so disappointed in me, just because he knew the health effects of cigarettes, and like yep. he know the lifelong addiction, and um, and that just made me quit, and then I haven't smoked in like I don't know, it's been fifteen years or something or twelve years, but um. So when I thought about doing this podcast, I was like, you know what, like, I, I, I'm not opposed to it because I don't think that that you should be able to have the choice whether you want to have something. Like, I drink coffee. Coffee's a drug. You know what I mean? Like, it's yep. so normalized. I would hate for someone to be like, you can't have coffee because there are some, you know, health risks with, with it, you know? Um, so when I thought of this, I was like, no, this is kind of cool. And I started looking into the website, and I was like... There are people that understand that this is a health risk still, but they still want to do it. You know what I mean? And they should have the same rights as someone who's like, I don't want yeah. to do it. You know I what mean, I mean? That's kind of what America's supposed to be all about, right? You're yeah, supposed exactly. To, you know, those personal freedoms and the ability to jump off a cliff if you want to jump off a cliff. And so, you know, there's people like, I, I love caffeine. I love nicotine. You know, I love alcohol. Um, you Hell know, yeah. you sound like you like to party. <laughs> I, you know, I, more so in my youth, but definitely, you know, I st- I still like to have a good time, and that's you know, for me, those are personal freedoms. Now, I shouldn't be able to get totally bombed, you know, out the bar and then jump in my car and kill a family in some other car, There's right? Be limitations, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you know, I shouldn't be able to, you know, smoke or vape. And then blow that directly on somebody in a control, you know, in a closed area that doesn't choose to do that. Yeah. But, you know, in my own home, in my own car, walking down the street, you know, in an area where I know I'm not affecting other people, I want to be able to do the things that I, I'm going to do. Like, you know, who knows? Ten years from now, someone could say, oh, if you drink a cup of coffee within five feet of somebody, they're actually getting some secondhand caffeine, you know, from that cup of coffee. Like, <laughs> I'm still going to want my coffee. I would you just hang I mean? outside Starbucks all day, and I wouldn't buy one at all. I'd just get that no, secondhand. No, I'd just get close. Yeah, get that <laughs> secondhand caffeine. So for me, like, you know, you have to balance personal freedom with, you know, with public harm. And, you know, cigarettes are legal, right? You, you have to be, you know, 18 to 21, depending on where you live, to buy them. Limitation. Um, cigarettes have been legal for a long time. But the, the idea being, if you're a consenting adult, you should be able to make this choice for yourself. Yeah. Right? So for me, right, I, I'm like I said, I'm a nicotine addict, and I fully admit it, and I kind of like it. It's really like nicotine is kind of a wonder drug, although you know, like I don't, I'm not tr- not out trying. Look, if you've never done nicotine and you're listening to me, don't don't be a dumbass. Don't all of a sudden turn around and be like, oh well, that guy Josh on Anthony's podcast said, you know, on the, <laughs> on the Shetler show, he was like, well, nicotine's great, so fuck, I'm gonna go get a bunch of nicotine. No, you don't but, gotta like, worry. Most of my listeners are like outside the box, like free thinking, very independent, like 
in, just interested people. So I yeah, that's that's what you know. That's what we saw. That's why I wanted to come on the show. Like I love talking to new groups of people and letting them know like this is a safer alternative. It allows you to make that personal choice. If you're already using nicotine, like I said, it has wonderful benefits. Right? I have really bad ADD. Yeah. Right? And so you know, for years I was taking essentially you know government created meth, like you know Adderall, Ritalin. It's it's basically just methamphetamines, yep. you know, nice and clean laboratory grade, but it's, you know, it's speed. It's and gross. so, you know, I so I would but I found like even when I wasn't taking the medication, I had that extra cup of coffee and I smoked those couple of extra cigarettes. And when you look at nicotine, when you look at caffeine, they're stimulants, yeah. right? And it's not dissimilar to the methamphetamines that are in, you know, in Adderall and Ritalin and all the rest. So I was essentially self-medicating for my ADD with nicotine, yeah. right? And, you know, it's they found that it works great for people with Alzheimer's, Parkinson's. It's got all these great mental effects, just like most stimulants do in small quantities. Yeah. So, you know, for me, like, I got a big deadline. Used to be I'd power through a bunch of cigarettes, right? Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd take that cigarette break and I'd go out for, you know, I'd, instead of having one, I'd have three. Right. And then I'd be kind of amped up and ready to go. And I come back to my desk and kind of plow through, you know, my, you know, whatever I had to get done. And I got it done. Yeah. You know, now I, I, although I'm technically not supposed to by the laws of the city of Los Angeles uh, and the city of Beverly Hills, I vape at my desk all day long. Right. <laughs> I need that little pick me up. I take a couple extra, you know, puffs off the vaporizer and I get the stimulation that I want out of the nicotine. Right. Like I said, it works great for my ADD. And then, uh, you know, and, and I'm not, to the best of my knowledge, I'm not hurting anybody except myself. And even then, way less than I would have been if I was lighting up a cigarette. Yeah. It's funny. My friend, my friend that I work with, uh, he was vaping at his work. I hope they don't listen to this. But uh, <laughs> he would vape like here and there. And I would look over and see like a little bit of uh, the cloud like, like you see right there. And uh, I'm like, what are you doing, man? Like, are you smoking inside? He's like, no, it's water vapor, right? So is, what is the smoke exactly? What are you exhaling? Okay, so uh, we used to say that it was water vapor, right? Because that's the way that we understood it. It is an aerosol, right? And it's an aerosol that basically contains the small amount of nicotine, the food flavoring, and those the propylene glycol and the vegetable glycerin. There is water vapor in there, right? So two years ago, you asked somebody, they would have said, oh, it's just water vapor. Now we're going to say, no, it's an aerosol. It, you know, it contains all the same stuff that I'm inhaling, right? I absorb... 90-something percent of the nicotine, there's a little trace amount of the nicotine in what I exhale, okay. right? Uh, however, when you compare that to the air that's normally just in your room, right? And depending on where, like here in California, air quality sucks. <laughs> like, it sucks. Yeah. And we have days, literally, where they say on the news, if you can avoid going outside today, <laughs> you should, right? Fuck if us, can, right? If, yeah, if you can wear a gas mask to work. You should. So, you know, it can't be any more harmful than that, right? The smog from all these cars and, you know, certainly there's no carbon monoxide in it, right, which is like a deadly killer. Um, you know, there's there's no tar in it, which is the number one thing that kills people with cigarettes is the accumulation of tar. It's crazy. Um, that's, a, that's crazy that that's in cigarettes. So that always yeah. has floored me. That's literally like you think of tar, you think of like the black, hot, runny shit. And you're like, oh, yeah. Fuck. On the East Coast, you think of it as, like, the crap you get stuck on your feet at the beach, right? <laughs> exactly. On the West Coast, you think about the tar pits, because we're like, we literally have, like, bubbling tar pits. And what's bubbling is, like, literally the methane gas from the dead dinosaurs that got stuck in it 
however many million years ago. And so, like, you know, when I think of tar, I don't think of anything I want to put in my, my body. As a matter of fact, if you smelled the tar pits here in L.A., you would, like, I, the first time I smell, I'm like, wait, people come to visit these? <laughs> this is some stinky shit right here. Like, this is like, it smells like a, a million-year-old fart. It's for like, like, let's go visit a file. Let's go visit L.A.'s butthole, basically, and get a photo. <laughs> it's what it is. It's, it's exactly right. It's L.A.'s butthole. As a matter of fact, I'm going to use that now. Anytime anyone asks me about the tar pits, I'm like, <laughs> LA, yep, oh, you mean L.A.'s butthole. And it's funny is, uh, I for years, I worked at, at G4, the TV network, and the office is across the street from the tar pits. Wow. So, like the building didn't have any windows that opened and you didn't want them to open because <laughs> God forbid you smelled what was outside. Like literally smells like it smells like a million year old farts. Horrible. You go so, outside after work and you're just like, what the fuck every day? Yeah, every day, every right. day. And it like starts like four blocks away and there's just nothing getting rid of that smell. Like there's no, you know, it's, it's, it's horrible. And like everywhere on the street, you have to have methane detectors. It's like, you know, I don't know why, like why people are like, and they built a whole museum around it. It's like, you know, it's a tourist attraction. Um, it makes no sense to me. This is not something we would do in Florida. It's very um, ridiculous. Hey, don't so, although Florida's pretty wild, man. Let's not let's not let let's not let Florida get off too easy. Oh no, let's let, I mean, we could have a whole podcast about Florida. Cuz you guys um, you guys don't even have any restrictions like with the cars. Like you could drive around with your car with no door, right? Yeah, we no, Florida my favorite thing to do bored on the internet is to look up the term Florida man or Florida woman <laughs> because it's always followed by gets high on bath salts and eats another man's face <laughs> or tries to rob a Walmart with a water pistol. Like, yeah, if if something fucked up happened and some idiot was behind it, like 90% chance that happened in Florida. <laughs> and I just think it's so hot there that people's brains get scrambled and they, like, go walking dead, you know, zombie and, like, just go... Go batshit crazy. One of, one of the pros for my skateboard company, uh, all, I, all I Need Skateboards, I started my own brand, and uh, I sponsored this kid, Timmy Knuth, and he's from Florida. And uh, every skate trip, he eats so many salt and vinegar chips. So many. And I, I, my theory is that he's from Florida, so he's used to sweating everything out. So his body constantly needs salt and vinegar. So he's constantly eating these chips the whole time. That, and then when I went to his house one time, his mom brought out some bacon. And uh, it was like me and a couple of his local Floridian friends. And his mom brought out this plate of bacon. No lie. It looked like she took it and dumped it in warm water. Like that's how she prepared it and cooked it. It didn't look cooked at all. It was the rawest bacon I've ever seen. She brings it out. His three Floridian friends go after this plate of bacon like like velociraptors from Jurassic Park. And me, <laughs> and, me and my friends that aren't from Florida are like watching. We're like, what the hell? Like they're all just loving this bacon. None of us touched it. And then so now we just associate raw bacon with Florida. I don't know. Is that a thing? It wasn't when I was there, <laughs> but maybe that's a maybe that's what all the you know the the new rage. I don't know. <laughs> the young kids. I, I prefer my bacon a little crispy. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, uh, but I, I was East Coast before I was Florida, so. Hell yeah, I like that about you. <laughs> um, so yeah, you know, I mean, look, like, for me, like, the whole vaping thing, yeah, and I don't necessarily like to market it this way, but it's cool, right? Like, I'm a tech geek, and there's a lot of tech geekery that goes into it, you know, just, like, like I said, you know, before we started the call, like, I, I built a half pipe, a couple of them, right? Like that was that was more fun for me than actually falling when trying to skate the half pipe. Right. So I, but I like tools I, and I liked engineering and I, you know, so for me it was like, I was the kid that you called, like you wanted to build a ramp. 
I was the kid who had all the tools and the pickup truck. So I would be the one to be like, okay, cool. We need five sheets of plywood. We need this sealant, right? I like, we need to do this angle. How, like how, you know, like what, what kind of ramp do you want? And so I would get more into like, let's build the ramp than actually skate it. And then they'd be like, come on, skate it with me. And I'd be like, all right, I'll try. And I'd drop in and, you know, hurt something or break something and be like, all right, kids, enjoy your ramp. I'm going to go home and cry to my mom. You would end uh, up, you would end up the filmer or the editor because that's usually, you know, like they'll get, they'll, they'll like, they'll skate, but they're more into like the nerdy side of things. Like I want to film it or I want to edit it. That's yeah. how I like my filmers anyways. I like when they're not, there's some people that film but they want to skate more than they want to film. And then I'm like, well, you're not the filmer now. Now you want me to, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you yeah. just need a nerdy dude to like film and document. You know what I mean? You know, nerds eventually we're going to take over the world, man. So, um, you know, but yeah, so like for me, like it, I kind of, you know, like I used to be really into computers and like I'd build my own computers for video gaming. And, you know, I mentioned the G4 thing. So I was like really into video games, obviously, what for is, a while. G4 is a video game. Like I, I've it, heard of it. It was a video game television network. Um, they, it was around for like, 11, 12 years. Uh, they, at one point, they bought Tech TV and so kind of merged it into more of like a, you know, nerd gaming technology awesome. gadgets kind of thing. So you know, it didn't it didn't last forever. Um, you know, it eventually died, but it was uh, it was you know it was a fun ride while it lasted. And you know, it was one of those things that like nerds are really underrepresented on TV. <laughs> um, what what it turns out to happen is that nerds don't watch TV, and if they do, they're stealing it on the internet and then watching it. You know, they're like downloading torrents, or they're you know they're watching it on Netflix, or so. We never really got a whole bunch of viewers to actually watch the network. We actually did better on the website in terms of viewers than we did on TV. That's great. Um, and so you know, hard to get hard to get advertising, and then that that was ultimately the, the you know the very short end of it. Yeah, but. You know, so for me, like, there's some nerdery to it. Like, on the low end, anybody can get started vaping. It's pretty easy, right? You need a simple device. You need a battery. You need a tank, right? And you need the juice to put in it. And, you know, when the tank the tank has a little atomizer in it, the part that actually does the vaporization, when that burns out, you throw it away. You screw in a new one. It costs a couple bucks a pop. And, you know, and that's it. You don't need to know any. You don't need to be a nerd. You don't need to be, you know, like, tech geek like me yeah. to get into it. But... If you want to, right, if you want a bigger cloud, if you want even better flavor, if you want more power just because you want more power, right, yeah. like, then there's, they may, these devices get super crazy, um, and, you know, and you kind of have to know how to set them up and how to build them. Like, they come out of the box, and it's not ready to vape. you got to get, you know, you got to know how to wrap your own coils. you got to know how to wick them. you got to start to understand Ohm's Law, which is, you know, basically lets us know... How much voltage do I put in? What's the wattage that I get out, right? So, yes. you know, and we have light bulbs. Like, everyone knows the 60-watt light bulb, right? Yeah. But if I tried to put a fluid against that 60-watt light bulb, I'd burn it. So I need to be down in the 20-watt and the 30-watt, you know, the 15-watt range to, like, actually get something to vaporize without combusting it, without, like, actually catching it on fire. Yeah, there's so, a fine line. There's a fine line. So for someone like me, it's, a, it's become a hobby. Right, because so it's not just about getting the nicotine fix, right? It's now become like I'm the guy in the office when people they're like, Oh hey, I need a new coil, I know how to wrap the coil and get it exactly to the right resistance so that they get a certain amount of vapor volume and a, you know, the right flavor. So, you know, I'm the guinea pig around here of like all the <laughs> new devices and and you know, so so for those that really want to get into it, like once you jump down the rabbit hole, it's the, the it's deep. The well goes 
far. Do right? Do you guys have um for the actual vaporizer, the actual unit? Mm-hmm. Are there like um any like artist designed ones? Like, are there any specific? Yeah, like customized. We're starting to see that, right? So a lot of the devices are are called mods, right? And they're these simple tubes. And I know your you know your listeners can't see it, but for you on the camera, you can see it. Basically, right? looks like a fist pack, like like just a round handlebar almost. Yeah, it's like a flashlight tube. Without it's like the, an oversized magic marker, like a black marker. Yeah, and that you know that's kind of a that's a bigger one, right? They make smaller ones. Okay. Um, yeah, but essentially the first ones were flashlight tubes. Right, they just took the the top off of a flashlight and connected a piece to it that had you know a wire on it, and they realized that certain wires kind of lose electrons as you put electricity through it, and that's what creates the heat. That's called resistance wire. So they started as flashlights. So there's a lot of them, and they were all kind of simple tubes. Um, some of them were boxes. They look like you know guitar pedals. Um, you know, so but what now what we're starting to see is there's a the aesthetics of it, because essentially one is the same as the next, right? It's a yeah. battery holder. Yeah. So what we've seen is the, the how it looks, how it's designed, has become a really big thing. There's no less than a thousand different, we call them mods, like these tube mods that are out on the market. There's at least a thousand of them. Wow. And wow. every one of them has, you know, different engravings and, you know, a different aesthetic design to it. And at the end of the day, people are like, hey, I was trying to decide between this one or that one. Which one's better? And my response is always the same. Which one do you think looks better? Yeah. Right? Because they do the same thing, right? One might be a little more powerful than the other or lose a little bit less voltage. You know, I mean, there's advantages and disadvantages. And now, just recently, I'm starting to see ones that are really designed. So there's some really cool companies in our space. Like, there's one called Cloud Kicker Society. And, you know, they started out with apparel. So their mind was already about design you know, in, to start with, and they made, like, a bunch of really cool t-shirts and, like, bandanas, and then they made, like, holders for your mods, and they eventually went to a company that made good devices, and they said, we want to design our own device. We don't want to create it. We want you to create it. We just want to design it. Yeah. And they came out with two designs, and they're beautiful, like, like stunning. And so... The collectors lined up like it, one of them, one of the two. I literally sold out in like three days. That's cool. And you know, people like literally would line up for these things. You know, there was an early look at a convention, and like there was a line at their booth to get them. Um, and it's a beautiful thing, but it, to me, it's like it's almost so beautiful I don't want to use it. Yeah. So I have both of them, but they sit in the magic box behind me it's because it's... you know, like I don't, I, I just like it's too pretty. So for me, because I'm rough on my stuff, you know, like. I'm the kid who like I just rather have grip tape on the whole top of the be- the deck like and who cares what's on the bottom because I'm just gonna scratch it all to hell yeah, anyway. Exactly. And so you know like the the mods that I use every day they tend to be like rubber coated basic black, you know just like I'm not I used to have like oh I have the all stainless setup and the all copper setup and the all brass setup and I got the mix and match setup and you know like. Like, if I go out with my wife and we're going to a wedding, I'm going to bring, like, a nice, beautiful mod, something I can set on the table next to my a champagne little, glass. A little classy, little classy. Yeah, you know, if I'm wearing a suit, you know, if, I gotta, if I'm dressing up, if I got the cufflinks on, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to break out a mod and a setup that matches, you know, what I'm wearing that day. It's funny, for- it's funny because I was thinking, I was like, if you, how long, how long could you keep a mod, you know what I mean? Because then, if... Like, as far as working with an artist to design one, it's like, 
it'd be sick or you could co-brand one with other brands it's like if you did a teenage mutant ninja turtle mod you know or something like yeah do you essentially keep it as long as you want it i mean do they wear down yeah no so the majority of the high-end devices the low-end devices which you know these little batteries that kind of kind of hold up for you yeah you'll see this is the most popular e-cig or vaporizer device these batteries they're good for like five six months and then you you're supposed to recycle them but most people just chuck them yeah um because the battery's internal, it's not removable, and so, you know, like any battery that you can recharge, like, over time, your iPhone doesn't hold a charge like it used to, you know, yeah. your laptop doesn't, so, like, those, um, you know, like, they, those, you just, they're disposable. On the higher end, the other ones I showed you, the mods, those all have replaceable batteries, right? Okay. So, I unscrew the bottom cap or the top cap, and then, you know, the battery comes out, right, and I'm for you on your camera, pattern, you know, yeah. this is what, this is a standard 18650 battery. And I say that and people are like, 18650 battery, I've never heard of that. If you have a Dell laptop, right, or an HP laptop, or like a Lenovo, and you slice open the battery pack, what you're going to see is a bunch of these. Damn. Like in series. Like those old RC cars that came with that like cellophane oh, yeah. wrapped, you know, battery yep. pack. If you slice that pack open, you slice open that plastic, it's a bunch of these batteries, right? So it wasn't like we went out and invented a battery. People just found batteries that were out there that worked, right? It just so happens that these are most of these batteries are made for laptops because you can recharge them. They have a high output, right? And they've got security in them so that if yeah. there is a problem with the battery, they don't explode. They kind of melt down internally and without exploding and popping. Yeah, they so, seem more durable for sure. So on the high end, yeah, the device, I'll never, you know, I lose devices because I'm a bonehead, <laughs> but I don't, you know, like, I, it doesn't burn out. It's not like, you know, I, the, you can have them and then for the atomizer, the part that you screw onto it that actually you put the fluid into, there's a coil in there that will burn out. But with the higher end stuff, you're actually wrapping your own coil. So I'll wrap my own coil, coils way before the coil burns out. So you just, and I just no. kind of do it for fun, you know. Partially, it's an excuse to get away from the kids for, you know, an hour and spend time in the garage working on something. But, uh, but no, so, you know, I mean, I rewrap coils every week. Um, so on the high end, the devices last forever. Now, they cost a lot more, right? You can get one of those simple batteries, 20, 25 bucks, right? A little atomizer that goes with it. It's probably 16, 20 bucks. Um, you know, a whole, a whole vaping kit to get started. You know, it's around 50, 60 bucks with the charger, everything. Um, but on the high end, you know, those two ones that I was talking about where that, the company Cloud Kicker Society designed them, those went for 350 a piece. Wow, wow. Right? So when you're spending that much on it, you know, most people, when they get into the mods and they get into the higher end stuff, they maybe have one or two, right? There's no, you're not going to use more than one at a time. Yeah. You buy extra batteries, you kind of swap the battery out on the fly and, you know, it, and you're good to go. But then you have people like me, right? You have, and, and I like to make this distinction. There are people who vape. And then there are vapors, right? Yeah. Like, like there are people who own skateboards, right? But then there are skaters. And yeah. here's what I mean by that, right? Like, like I own skateboards, but I wasn't a skater. Like, I wasn't, like, carving skater dye into the back of my, my notebook at school. <laughs> you know, like, like, I wasn't, like, I didn't see that, like, Powell Peralta was having, like, a meetup 100 miles from my house. And like, be like, I gotta, I gotta steal a car. I gotta go. Right? Like, I got, like, if my mom wouldn't take me, like, how am I gonna get there? Can I take a bus? Can I take a train? Like, I'm, cause I'm not a skater, right? Yeah. Like, if, if I asked you, you know, who are you, Anthony? You'd say, I'm a skater, right? You probably, 10 other things that you are, but you self identify as a skater. To the bone. And that's cool. You're living your thing, right? 
there are vapors, and they are living their thing, right? Yeah. They go to vaping meetups. They go to cloud competitions. They have 10, 20, 30, 100, 200 mods, right? It's a lifestyle. Like, every T-shirt they own is from a vape company, right? And there's these meetups every week, especially in SoCal. We have, like, little meetups, like the L.A. Vapors Club meets once a week. There's probably, like, 100 people there. Just a bunch of people on a patio vaping, you know, sharing, Ju, hey, have you tried this? Oh, this is cool. Hey, I started using organic cotton from Japan for my wicks. Oh, cool. I've been using rayon lately. You know, swapping, you know, oh, who knows how to build a parallel coil? Cool. So, you know, it's like a meetup. That's kind of, um, sorry to cut you off, but that kind of like reminded me of something I wanted to ask you. Um, are there cigar flavors? Because what you're describing is like a smoking lounge, basically. You know what I mean? Yeah, there are cigar flavors. There are actually electronic cigars now um, that not only have a cigar flavor, but they look like cigars. Okay. Um, you know, those are – I'm seeing those a lot in Vegas lately, um, you know, like in the poker rooms and places like that. Um, you know, but, yeah, so there's a, there's an electronic version of basically everything that's out there. Okay. There are vaporizers for, you know, for nicotine. There are vaporizers that taste like cigarettes. There's vaporizers that taste like cigars. There's vapes for for grass and marijuana, you know, and I don't know how Massachusetts is in terms of legal medical marijuana, but uh, I got certainly my. here in California, um, you know, and in 20-something other states, that's a big thing. There you go. I'm legal. There you go. <laughs> I'm street so, legal. They can't get me. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, and there's vaporizers for, you know, for all those. So, like, if, if, if it's out there in a combustible form, it's it's also out there in a vaporizer. What about you guys on do you guys have flavors for marijuana and cigars? We we have tobacco and we have tobacco cigar and pipe flavors. That's a category of the juices. I don't do anything with cannabis and and here's the reason why. Uh I'm a big supporter of it, right? I have family ties to like lobbying and the legalization process. Um, but I ship internationally, right? Yeah. So it's not, I'm not just California. I'm not just U.S. I ship to 82 countries now. Damn. So I don't want anyone. Thank you. I don't want anyone skirting the rules, right? Like I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of breaking the rules by keeping within them. And right. And what I mean by that is just because something is illegal doesn't mean that you can't properly go lobby your government to make it legal, right? There's plenty of things that the government wanted to make illegal that the people said don't, and vice versa. Plenty of things that the government had no issue with, and the people came and said, let's make this illegal, right? I'm sure you find people on either side of it. I personally would love to see cannabis legalized in the U.S. The day that that happens, the day that it's not a federal crime, I probably will have, like, you know, some version of craft that caters to that market as well. Cool. That being said, I got a good buddy. I do his podcast all the time, Kevin Pereira. He used to be one of the hosts of G4. Every time I go on his podcast, he's asking me the same thing. Which of these flavors goes great with my cannabis? Uh, right? <laughs> and there's one flavor I'm just going to share it with you now. It's called Dipstick. And what it is, it's the white paddle from Fun Dip. Remember that candy? Yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> so that the white package, paddle. They came with the pack yes. with the little candy stick in it, and you dip it right. in the powder. So this flavor is the flavor of that candy stick. Wow. Like exactly that flavor. And it's called, it's called Dipstick. And he loves, he takes that, he takes that juice, he mixes it with some of the CO2 oils that he gets, you know, from his legal cannabis dispensary, and he mixes them together, and that's what he vapes. And he is like the happiest guy in the world, so every time I'm there, he's like, alright, what do you got that's good with, with Jack Herrera? 
Uh, what do you got that's good with train wreck? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, because I don't mix them like that. But you know, let's figure, let's find out. Here, here, try some of this, and he'd be like, Yeah, that's pretty good. And I, you know, try some of that. Oh, that's that's the one. That's amazing. So um, you can mix them. The same devices will do both. You know, um, we my business is really focused on the nicotine side of things. That's cool. Um, I'm have... trying. You know, I want to make sure that we're around for a while, so I don't want to do anything that's gonna, you know, that's gonna put us in risky waters. Yeah, you got to build a solid foundation, and it'll organically grow to that if it's meant to be, like on the federal side. You know what I mean? Like, we'll see how it plays out. That's I like that you're playing within the laws. I'm the same way, dude. That's why I have this this uh, certificate. I paid like 200 bucks, got my my legal uh, cannabis here, like. I don't have to worry. You know what I mean? I put a copy of this in my car, and they pull me over, and it smells like it. I'm like, well, I'm legal at least. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, it's, and it's the same thing out here, although I think the the recommendations are a lot cheaper just because there's a lot more people getting them in California. Well, but, I, had, uh, I had vertigo for um, six months of my life, like really, really bad, and I had no ACL in my left knee. Like I turned I, – I, I hurt my ACL. I tore my ACL when I was like 16. I got sponsored. I turned M, I turned pro, all with no ACL on my left knee. I didn't have much guidance as a little kid, and I was practically homeless. And uh, luckily for good friends, they helped me out. But um, I just hurt my knee really bad, and I didn't have health insurance, and I didn't want to, like... So I just nursed it myself. And uh, I guess I did a great job, because when I turned pro, I got health insurance. I went, and I got my knee checked out, and they were like, you don't have an ACL. I'm like, well, I kind of knew something was up. But they were like, you know what? You rehabbed it amazingly. They're like, it's so strong above and below that it's holding that thing rock steady, you know? So I just basically got my knee scoped out after that. And then, but that's why I went and got the the marijuana. The cannabis card is basically just for the vertigo, which was gnarly. I couldn't walk for like two weeks. I just, every time I'd sit up, I would just throw up all over the place. Wow. The room would be spinning. Like I couldn't, I couldn't sit up for five seconds without like wanting to throw up. And, uh. It lingered for six months, and then my friend uh, Mike Mike Franklin, what up, homie? He uh, he just said, "Smoke some weed, man." I know because I wasn't smoking weed at the time, and it had been it, just money reason. I was like, "I don't want to spend money." And then I just started smoking weed, and it fucking cured it up. No lie, like the lingering effects were gone and everything, and it was amazing. And as far as like pain, managing pain for my knee and just like skating, it's like I feel like I'm 16 again, basically. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's awesome. Um, I had a question about age. Is it the same because it's nicotine? Is the as far as uh kids getting it and pe- adults getting it? Yeah. So we follow all of the local laws when it comes to uh to tobacco sales. So if it's if you're of age to buy tobacco, you can you can purchase nicotine. Um, some most states that's 18. There are some that it's 21. So uh, you have to check your local laws. Um, but we do age gate our website and we age verify uh you know our customers. I always um and we were kind of talking about the the dipstick. That's kind of like almost people could look at that as marketing towards like a younger generation. Um, do you have ever have to deal with that as an issue or? Uh, I do, and you know I I so I do a couple of things. I encourage all the brands that we work with to be responsible in how they package and market their flavors, right? Mm-hmm. I, I didn't make dipstick. Uh, a company called Clever Vape out of New York makes dipstick. Um, you know, I, I don't, I don't make it, you know, I just sell it. Yep. So in a lot of respects, I just have to, I have to really focus in on is this the best flavor that's out there? Was this made responsibly, et cetera? Um, that being said, I take a little bit of issue with that as a subject, right? Like I get that 
there are kids who like candies and, you know, but I think that there's a way to even use, use a flavor that tastes like a kid's candy, but put it in a package that looks responsible, that doesn't look like it's designed for a kid. And look, I'm 40, but I love candy. Hell yeah. Right? <laughs> and I don't think that's ever going to change until like my doctor tells me I have diabetes and I can't, you know, I can't eat candy anymore. So like as it goes back to that, like this is America. I want to be able to have the choice, right? Absolutely. I don't care if you put it in a bottle that doesn't, you know, I don't even care if they, I mean, to a certain extent I do, but like if I had to buy it in a nondescript plain bottle, I would. Yeah. All I really, I don't care about the marketing and the packaging, right? I, yeah. And, you know, obviously these people, there's a lot of competition in this market. There's people, you know, you want to stand out on a shelf. You want to look good in terms of, you know, the presentation. But I think there's a way to do that without being, you know, too childlike. Now, yeah, that being you- said, there's definitely people in our industry who have things that look just like a kid's candy or a cereal, right? I think that's somewhat irresponsible, and I think eventually there will be bans on things like that. Um, but whatever they do, I don't want them to make a ban on making something taste like candy. I like candy, right? Yeah, I agree. And I'm not going to start using nicotine because I like candy. Yeah. But I... But I am going to, you know, it would be really nice if I could get my nicotine, which they've said is legal, <laughs> right? And I could get my nicotine in something, you know, in a format that actually tastes appealing to me. Yeah. I, I, I ask because, you know, I'm thinking of the mistakes that tobacco companies have done, like candy cigarettes and just, like, weird marketing like that, that kind of, like, made them out to be evil. You know what I mean? Well, they did a lot of stuff that was evil, right? <laughs> yeah. So So, I mean, you know, if they hadn't found like pages and pages and pages of like internal documents that said, oh, well, poor people are easier to get addicted. So let's go hand out free cigarettes in like all black neighborhoods in the 60s. Right. Or, you know, if we get kids to start smoking, they stay our customer for an extra 10 years. So let's get kids to smoke. I mean, Big Tobacco did a lot of evil stuff before someone said, hey, stop. Right. And, you know, it's uh it's kind of it's you know it's kind of an interesting thing like i definitely think that you know as an industry we need to be responsible in how we market you know but at the same time there's a difference between how i market a product right that i'm clearly not giving a message for children yeah to you know limiting like what what health officials want to do is they want to make vaping and cigarette smoking so disgusting that nobody does it but what that does, just like prohibition of alcohol, it ignores the fact that this is America, people have choices, and some people want to do it. And quite frankly, they like doing it. Like, yeah. I like nicotine. I mean, right? marijuana, marijuana is a perfect example of that. Like, yeah. There, you know, I know, I know a lot of people, especially here in California, where that is entirely, it's entirely therapeutic for them, right? And then I know people who have their medical card, and I gotta say, they're not, they don't need it medically. They're <laughs> using it recreationally. Yeah. But I Which never, should be I, okay too. Yeah, I mean, let people have their fun, you know, like, if they're not harming anybody, there's no, like, there's no correlation between car accidents and, you know, like, there's no, there's no, like, there's no, like, date rage or, like, you know, really, like, people are like, oh, yeah, he smoked a joint, you know, you don't hear, like, domestic abuse, like, some dude smoked a joint and then beat his wife, like, no, he smoked a joint and he forgot what he was pissed about, you know? He ate some nachos. (laughs) Yeah, like, he ate, he, yeah, he ate a snack and watched TV, like, no harm, no foul. So, like, I, you know, I'm, I'm big into personal freedoms, right? I'm, you know, and that's, to me, I feel like it should all be legal, and then, you know, it should be up to parents to, like, I got a 10-year-old kid. I, he, the other day, you know, we were, we were standing outside vaping, and I walked in, and he's like, what are you doing? I was like, we're vaping. 
He's like, you smoking weed? I was like, no. And he's like, are you smoking crack? And I was like, no. And he was like, I don't know what the big deal is. It just gets people excited anyway. And I'm like, oh, nope. Sit down. Time to have that chat. Right? (laughs) So, but like, I feel like, you know, legalize it all. Put it back on the parents to actually teach their kids how to, you know, how to live their lives and be responsible adults. And then, you know, you'll you'll filter out. There'll be a, a bunch of idiots that, you know, that need to go to jail. And there'll be a bunch of responsible people who I mean, aren't we, hurting anybody. We can't pretend like it's not happening now, you know? Shit's illegal and people still fucking do it and abuse it, and, you know, beyond moderation. You need moderation for everything. It's like, you know, crack's illegal. We have tons of crackheads, you know what I mean? Yeah, but you go, not, to, you go to Amsterdam and you talk to high school kids. There's way fewer high school kids in Amsterdam smoking pot than there are in the U.S., percentage-wise. Because it's kind of like how alcohol was here, like it's kind of yep. like taboo, like, oh... Well, because it's there, and they know they can get it, and so it's not, you know, it's not like everything I tell my kid he can't do, he does. Yeah. Everything. Of course. Right? Of course. Stay out of there. I turn around, he's in there. Right? Sometimes within, like, 30 seconds. <laughs> like, it didn't even register. Like, don't do that. <laughs> so, you know, with, like, for me, it's like, if you don't make it taboo, right, it's not such a big deal. And maybe they want to experiment with it, maybe they don't, but they're, like, they're not, like, pissing anybody off or like raging against the machine to like to do it you know like like when i went and did bad things when i was a kid it was largely because i was like trying to say fuck you to my parents you yeah. know like <laughs> just like i don't need them like i i know what i'm doing i know better like i'm you know like i got this <laughs> and i'm glad i had those experiences because they've made me the smart and intelligent person that i am today right they weren't all smart and intelligent choices a lot of times they were really fucking dumb ones yeah but you know like they but because i survived them and i'm not stupid right you know there's only so many times you need to you know fall and skin your knees before you go okay maybe i need to not do that the same way (laughs) i only needed to fall on two half pipes before i decided skating (laughs) you know i I still i still gotta hit my head a few more times before i stop (laughs) but that but you're good at it right and you got that you got that thrill from it you dropped in and like i'm sure the first time you completed you know completed a trick you're like you got that buzz from it like you know gets you going Oh, like, man, yeah. for me, I all I felt was pain, so, like, I never got that, like, thrill of completing anything other than, like, skating home with, like, bruises and blood. <laughs> so, for it. me, yeah, just to feel, so for me, like, okay, that, cool, that's not for me. But there's plenty of stuff that, you know, that is for me, and so through trial and error, like, I want my kids to figure that stuff out. And, like, I, you know, I want I want America to be able to figure that stuff out. Um, you know, a, a, a lot of the stuff, a lot of the problems in our country today kind of go back to bad parenting, right? I agree. Like a, a, and... You know, and so if anything needs to change in this country, forget all this like Republican versus Democrat insanity and, you know, like all the fighting that goes on, and, you know, like we have like we still can't figure out if abortion should be legal or not. Yeah, you know, like it's like like let's get rid of all of that and like just teach people how to be good parents. And I feel like all these problems go away. It'd be, and then we can just worry about the real problems in this country. Yeah, it's so funny because like politics aside, it's like if you can raise a healthy, happy community and you can be ha- healthy and happy with the people around you and you guys can learn how to appreciate one another and the simple things and have moderation, all these things that we can do ourselves without the government, you know, like if we can raise enough people like that, then it's almost like we dictate what happens, you know, like the government kind of has to bend to our will. We just all have to communicate and share it, you know, are you? Yeah, okay. for sure. And, um, yeah, that's huge, dude. I grew up, like I said, I grew up no family. I mean, at the age of, say, 14, I was on my own. My mom was lost doing drugs, and my father had just been killed. He was in a motorcycle gang. He got shot, and uh, 
passed away. And uh, I, that's right when I found skateboarding. Thank God for that, man. Like, if I didn't have that, I found it. My friend showed me a trick, and I was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. And then he's like, you can learn all these tricks. And I was like, no way. And then I just started doing it, and I obsessed over skateboarding. And I just haven't put it down since. And that, you know, at 14, I'm 32 now. And it's like a never-ending journey. It just like it's built my whole world literally I, my whole community everything is built around skateboarding and it's it's amazing and and that makes me worry because skateboarding there's a side to it that the side of it that i'm sorry there's a side to it that they don't like which is like the street skating side like you were kind of describing earlier in the episode is like we like we don't want to be in skate parks all the time we want to go venture out and find stuff that isn't meant to be skated and turn it into art and skate it and vi film video parts we don't want to have to wear pads you know what i mean like they try they try to nerf the world like all the time and mm -hmm. it's like i could see them being like they already make skateboarding illegal you know what i mean like we should have the choice just because they don't see what we're doing and don't recognize the the creation and the passion and the drive that these kids are doing they're driving around town city looking for this epic spot for this beautiful photo that they get to share with huge community of people that appreciate that you know what i mean or that what trip. about all the kids that just use it for transportation right like my, my neighborhood's full of kids who the skateboard gets them from point a to point b yeah and whether they jump over a curb on the way there or not <laughs> right like that's i mean when i was a kid like if you like first off when i was a kid your parents didn't care like we didn't have this like helicopter parent insanity where like we didn't let our kids out of our sight like <laughs> my mom worked you know my dad before he passed away he worked you know like i, I was out on my own till five six o'clock at night every night it started to get dark you get home you're you're in the door before the sun rises or you get your ass beat yeah and that's you know you're there for dinner and that's it right and if you hear your mom or your dad calling from like across the town you hustle <laughs> right. There, there were no beepers. There were no cell phones. Right. There was like, you know, it was like your mom knew the number of your friend's house and you were somewhere near your friend's house or you were out and they couldn't, you know, and you had to be responsible. And like if we wanted to get across town, we, you know, we either skateboarded or had a BMX bike. Absolutely. That was it. There was two options for transportation below, you know, at, but below the age of 17. And then, you know, if you were lucky, because me and most of my friends were poor. Maybe you could start saving up for a car, but even once you got your license, like you couldn't necessarily afford a car. Like I was smart, I started saving at thirteen. Good the man. Day I, actually, I owned a car before I had my license. The day <laughs> I, had my license, I was like, ready. <laughs> I, I drove it illegally while I, you know, as soon as I got it, I was just like, I drove everywhere. I drove to school everywhere, <laughs> and like you know, and the school was like, hey, do you have your license yet? And I was like, mm, no. And they're like, do you have your learner's permit? And I was like, no. And they're like, you can't park here. So I parked across the street. And they call my mom, they're like, you know he drives to school illegally, and she's like, yeah, but he gets there every day, doesn't he? <laughs> and so, you know, like, like we didn't have the nanny state back then, so, you know, like, I, I mean, I see kids all over my neighborhood just skateboarding around, and, like, I never even, never even occurred to me that they may be out looking for some place to skate. Yeah. Like, I, I just figure, you know, like, you're getting from point, like, you have freedom, right? My 10-year-old... My he doesn't have freedom. He's allowed to cross the street, right? Yeah. He can't go more than like two blocks in any direction. That's vastly different than, you know, than anything like, you know, like I want to be able to give him that freedom. Like, yeah, absolutely. you know, the second he's 13, he can have a bike or a skateboard. He can go anywhere he wants. He needs to have a watch or a phone with a, with the clock on it. Be home by a certain hour, or next time you don't get to go out, and that's it. You know, that, let them figure that, it out for yourself. That's a huge part of like developing is exploring your city and going out and having interactions, and like as you're growing up from you know a child to an adult, that's a huge part, man. And if they're too babied, like you know what happens then? We we see all these people that can't re relate to the majority. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, 
Um, I had a question that get sorry to get off topic, but uh, no, no, I love the off topic. All right, cool. I'm the same way. Um, you guys with the I know that um, I want to talk about exactly what you got, how people could subscribe to your website and do all that in a moment. But uh, okay. I keep asking about vaporizers like um the mods. Do do you feel like there's a is people is it starting to get more accepted or is there still like people see them using it and they think it's like a crack pipe or is there a stigmata to it or is uh, that I mean I think it depends on where you are but definitely here in SoCal I mean it's it it's part of the like the culture it's just it's everywhere right yeah. you can't you can't stand like you go to a bar and you you can't go outside and not have someone you know not have someone who's vaping or half the crowd vaping, or sometimes I don't see anyone smoking anymore. So it's definitely accepted here. Yeah. Right. I go to some other places, like as I travel, you know, around the country, um, you know, it's not as well accepted in the middle of the country. Like last time I was in New York, I saw people vaping everywhere. No one seemed to give a shit if I was vaping more progressive, like coastal cities, I guess. Yeah. I think, you know, I think you find that, for anything, you know, like it seems like the coasts tend to pick up trends a little faster and then it works its way towards the middle of the country. Um, although, although I will say with all this connectivity, sorry to cut you off, keep your thought, please. I want you to keep going. But with all this connectivity with the internet and everything, I feel like people are like a little more uh, hip and especially in the middle of America, I think there's cities across there that people are just like all connected now, you know? It's like, so they're kind of up on trends and the curve's yeah. starting to, to straighten out a bit, you know? It's definitely like the cool thing, you know, it's one of the, it, it's become a cool thing, right? Yeah. And I think that's a double-edged sword, to be honest, right? So on the one hand, I don't want, I don't want the government to look at it and say, people are doing it because it's trendy, right? If you're going to do it because it's trendy, do it without nicotine, right? Because without nicotine, honestly, there's nothing for them to regulate. There's nothing for them to say. Right. All of these regulations, all the rules, all the laws are about nicotine specifically about the drug. Yeah. If you're not using the nicotine, then by all means, go out, be, look cool, be cool. You know, um, on the other hand, I don't think that vaping is classy yet. And I think that's what it's going to take to really be cool. Like I live in L.A. Right. And L.A. is, you know, it's kind of a it's a hot spot for people who are culturally cool. Yeah. And. And, you know, like, like we had hipsters here. It was like here in Brooklyn, you know. <laughs> Before hipster was like a thing everywhere, we had them here. Yeah. Right? Now the whole thing is these lumber sexuals, right? <laughs> these, like, good-looking dudes with a nice haircut, but, like, the big, well-oiled, well-smooth beard. <laughs> I've never right? heard that term. That's genius. Yeah. And so, you know, and it's a thing. And, like, the girls who work for craft, like, they, they would be like, oh, my God, did you see so-and-so and that beard? And there's actually a brand called Beard Vape Co. Wow. And there's their logo. Sick. Right? Dude with a, you know, short, regular haircut. And then the big – and all, everyone that works there has, like, has, like, the big beard, but all, like – oiled and groomed and conditioned and like you know like these guys spend more time on their beards than like my wife does on her hair and so what i'm waiting for is to see and you know these tend to be like they're good looking dudes they're well dressed you know they're out with like they got jeans on but like nice shoes not sneakers you know like nice button down shirts vests some of them are what rocking bow ties you know like kind of classy kind of classy they got, they got like a classy vibe now i'm waiting for one of them to like pull a mod out of their pocket because <laughs> to me that's when i know like okay vaping is getting classy again and it kind of goes back to what i was saying earlier like people who vape versus vapors 
vapors are flat brim hat, sleeve of tattoos, you know, like big baggy shirts, shorts with flip flops. Like there's a look to it, right? Yeah. And I don't think that's a classy look, right? Now, don't get me wrong; those are my customers, at least some of them. Yeah. But that's very under, and that's who like on Instagram when you like look up vaping, that's everybody. Yeah. Like they're all marketing to that demographic. But what I find is that there's people who vape, right? They used to be a cigarette smoker or they just wanted it for the flavor, but they're not vapors, right? They're doctors, lawyers, gamers, you know, nurses, moms, you know, there's, they don't identify. Like you said, you say you're a skater, right? Yeah. They, they, they say they're something else, right? A nerd, a geek or whatever it is. So, you know, to me, those are the cool ones, right? Yeah. The vapors aren't necessarily cool, and I don't think they're doing anything to make it cool, yeah. right? I think they're doing everything to actually make it uncool because yeah. it's not accessible. Like, it's kind of an elitist, like, you see someone using, an, you know, the old, like, crappy battery from across the room. Like, most vapors don't want to help them. They'd be like, oh, look at that shitty battery. You know? <laughs> oh, look at that, look at that guy still using a clearomizer, right, not building his own coils. For me, I'm like, oh, that's a that's that's someone who vapes, right? Like, yeah. hey, if you want, first off, good for you, and then second, if you want to learn how to do the more advanced stuff, can I help show you? Right. So, like, what vaping needs to kind of be classy, I think, is for more people to kind of be inclusionary and yeah. not exclusionary, and you know, we'll we'll see kind of where where it all shakes out. It's not cool yet, but it's definitely accepted. It's funny. Skateboarding has gone through the same thing, very similar thing. Um, skateboarding grew so big, like um, the last, you know, I mean, the last 10 years, it's kind of declined because of the economy and whatnot. But before that, it grew to a massive level, you know. And uh, I think what happened was people forgot. They just started treating like they weren't like sharing their experience with kids anymore. So I feel like it kind of died out, like the core of the industry was dying out a bit. So with my skate brand, that's why I called it all I need, all I need skateboards, because it's something it's more than a, a, a want. It's something I need in my life. It's like uh, something I love very much. And I, I love sharing it with anyone and everyone. My big thing I say now which you should, you know, feel free to use it, is skateboarding is for everybody. It's not for one genre. It's for anybody. Because it's not, you know, we went through that whole thing where you see, like, people that smoke weed and they have all the stereotypes, like the pothead and the hippie with the dreads and da-da-da. You know what I mean? But honestly, mm -hmm. even me, I smoke weed. You look at me, I'm a pro skateboarder. That could be a stereotype. Pro skateboarder smoking weed. But on top of that, I run my own brand. I work a nine-to-five. I do a podcast. You know what I mean? So I think those stereotypes in any industry, we need to smash those apart because, like you said, people want their nicotine and they want it in a certain way, in a healthier fashion. And same with skating. It's like I teach skateboard lessons to 12-year-old kids, but I also teach it. I teach a 40-year-old heart surgeon. He's 41, heart surgeon, how to skateboard, and it's like an outlet for him. So that was my huge thing now is it's for everybody. It's not just for one genre of people. It's like it's a lifestyle, you know? I got two things to say to that. One, I met Tony Hawk once Hell yeah. uh, in the G4 for... days and never have met a nicer guy. Hell yeah. Like, would teach you anything that he knew except for maybe that 1080. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, he, like, he, he, like, was the nicest guy. Like, and I saw him work with kids and he was, like, he was into it. He wasn't just doing it because he had to or it was, like, a PR stunt. He was into it. He was into teaching these kids to skate. So, like, you know, I feel like, yeah, the more that we kind of share, like, this, you know, skating is for everybody. I won't say vaping is for everybody because I feel like, you know, someone will call me to task for that. 
But but there are I, people from all different walks of exactly. life. Exactly. It's for sure. it, it's not for any one demographic. That's for sure. Right? right. Especially if you were a smoker, vaping is for you. Yeah. Right. It's the future, and and within ten years, there's going to be more vaporizer stuff sold than cigarettes. Right. Yeah. There's going to be more people using vaporizers than than smoking than you know lighting something on fire to smoke it, and that's the future that I want. It's the future I want for my kids. It's the future I want for myself. So that's the first thing I want to say. You know, the other thing I want to say is that how fucked up is it in this world that, right, you have to say, like, yeah, I smoke cannabis, but I own a brand, I professionally skate. Like, you have to rationalize that you still have your shit together. Yeah. <laughs> My wife is a librarian, right? <laughs> Mine's she's a full dancer. <laughs> See, there you go. Keep going. But not a big you know, not a big fancy job, not even really a career. It's just a job. She likes it. She likes working with the kids. You know, she's a librarian at a school. She doesn't work that. And she doesn't even work full time. She'll come home every day, right? We just put a bar in at the house. Hell She'll come home every day and make herself a cocktail. She doesn't have to justify to anybody that she still gets her shit done. Yeah. She doesn't have to be like, but I still did the laundry and made my kids dinner. And which, you know, we don't do a lot of nights that they get fed, but she doesn't cook, <laughs> right? But yeah. She didn't have to justify to anybody that she's, you know, that why she's having a cocktail. She's yeah. having a cocktail. And that's where, like, I feel like we got to get past some of this shit. I, you know, like, like you shouldn't have to be like, oh, yeah, well, I smoke cannabis, but look, I got my shit together. Like, you shouldn't have to justify it. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. You smoke cannabis, cool. Let's not, let's not judge you based on that one thing. I let's agree. not let other things have to weigh that out. Let's take you as Anthony as the whole person. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, like, look, you, you got a girl, you know, like, you, you have a life, you have a brand, you have a company, you have a podcast, like, you're out doing in the world. Yeah. That should be enough, yeah. right? What you do when the camera's off and the brand, you know, like, you want to sit and smoke a bowl, which I should encourage you to be vaporizing. <laughs> um, you know, if, like, that it shouldn't be anybody's business. I anyway, it, it, it stuck out in my mind when you said that. I was just like, you know, it, it's fucked up that you have to justify... You know, look, I'm still a functioning member of, you know, of society. I'm still contributing yeah, here. It seems like even though I'm doing this thing that some people still think is taboo. Yeah, it's crazy. It's like, um, and I do it and I justify it and do it for the younger people so they can understand that there are adults and people out there that even though, you know, I do youthful things and I do things that aren't normal. So what, you know, I, I do it and I show my I'm very transparent because I know that I'm alive and I still feel like a kid and I'm turning into an adult. I'm 32. Like, and I know I have people, I have influence and people that listen and look at, look up to me and kids. So I just try to be as honest as possible. So I try to justify like, look, yeah, they, they stereotyped skateboarders and potheads as lazy people. And then I have to justify it by, I have to break their stereotype by being like, look what I do. Like I run the brand, I do the podcast, I work a full-time job, and I find time to do all this stuff, and I'm passionate and creative and looking positive towards shit. So you have to like kind of – it feels like we have to smash down these stereotypes because the old way where they tried to like um, demonize stuff just for profit basically or keep it off the – Exactly. Oh, before we go, I want to say my girl, she pole dances, but she teaches in, in Boston – in Providence, she teaches pole fitness and she competes and it's kind of like skating to her. She'll cre create like video parts and like she gets real creative and it's like her healthy outlet. Like 
So it's so funny when I tell people, I'm like, what do you do? Oh, a pro skateboarder and, you know, my girl's a pole dancer. <laughs> you know what, though? So, so what? Good on both of you. You know, yeah. like, I think, like, you should be a role model. And, like, look at you. You have a full-time job, right? You have, you own your own brand. You're out making a podcast. You're mentoring other people, right? You are a role model. And good on you that you still have time to smoke weed. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, like I know people that struggle with just holding down that full-time job. Yeah. Like, 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 they just can't get their shit together enough to, like, even manage 40 hours a week. Nonetheless, like, you, you said, like, hey, let's do a podcast to that cat. He's going to be like, what? I don't have time. To, <laughs> I can't get my shit together enough to be able to do that. That's, you know, like, good on you, man. That's, like, that, I like doers. I like people who go out in the world and do things, right? I, like, I, I hype that you came on the podcast, man, because, like, this is the shit I want to share with people. This is what keeps me motivated and keeps me going is like talking to people that are passionate and have cool things to talk about and aren't afraid to express themselves. That's what I tell all the kids around me. I'm like, express yourself. Like, let it out, dude. Like, that's the only way we're going to grow and move forward and, and progress as, as a culture and people is like if we all share with one another. So having you on, like the podcast doesn't even feel like work. It takes up – like I have 40 hours, you know, and I do my brand and all shit. But the podcast doesn't seem like work at all, you know? Yeah, and, you know, honestly, the way that this country's been going and the way the world's been going, it's the hustlers, you know, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way, but it's the people who have that, you know, that drive who are going to create what the world is tomorrow. Absolutely. Right? Like, I own, you know, I own two businesses. I, like, you know, I coach my kids' basketball team. Hell yeah. I, you know, like, I, I still find time to go out and snowboard, right? I, we do a podcast here at Craft. You know, like, I... So, you know, I mean, I keep myself busy, right? You know, like there's not a single weekend that's not booked up with something family would go, you know, my wife wants me to build a dog house, you know, like whatever it may be, <laughs> like I'll go out and, you know, like I get into it because otherwise I'm just sitting around and wasting, you know, life is a blessing. Like, you, you know, you can either use it to the fullest and get the most out of it. And in my opinion, that's how you steal. That's how you stay feeling young. Yeah. Like I'm 40, but I still feel like a kid. Right. Yeah. I still love playing with my with toys with, you know, with my seven month old. And, you know, like I still love doing stuff with my 10 year old. Like I, I'm a kid at heart. Right. I love snowboarding. I, you know, like I love I love hiking. I love getting out there. You know, like I'm a huge basketball fan. I go to the Lakers games all the time. Oh, uh, boo. Well, yeah, uh, I know. We're, we're arch rivals. I know. Um, <laughs> we can forgive each other. But plus, we both suck this year. So, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's a neutral year right now. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the the rivalry is on pause till we both have some good teams to that's, talk about. That's awesome that there's people out there like you. That's why when when I realized you were down to do the podcast, I was like, oh, this is a like minded dude because, you know, it takes it takes a lot to be able to like express yourself and talk freely and and discuss things and have dialogue. And it's not an easy thing to do. I look at a lot of people and I keep trying to talk them into either coming on the podcast or to um start their own podcast. And it's like. Like you said, people feel beaten down by their job, which is usually because you're doing something you don't like. Or you exactly, know, yeah. And that's the that's the beauty of it is I think that's what keeps you young is doing stuff that you're really passionate about and doesn't seem like work. And you know, and look, I used to have a big corporate job. You know, like I, I wore a suit and tie every day, and I went into an office and I was bored. And if the window opened, I probably would have jumped out of it on more than one occasion. You know, and, I'm glad that and that's uh, me too. You know, I mean, and and that was a miserable life for me. So you know, for me, the universe gives me an opportunity to kind of reinvent myself every five years. And when it comes, yeah, I used to be terrified of it, but now I just take it. Hell yeah! Let's that's see hard. where this roller coaster ends up.
Yeah, that's a perfect way to put it. Is like uh, just kind of be in the be like water, like Bruce Lee said. Yeah. Um, I had a couple more questions. Getting back to the vaping too. Sure. Um, this one's kind of silly. Um, you're saying people are vaping outside like bars and outside restaurants and stuff. Are there any people coming up bumming a bumming a drop? Like you know, if someone comes up try to bum a cigarette, like is there people all the time, all the time, <laughs> um, especially because you can smell the flavor. Right. Oh yeah. So like I vape this one flavor. It's Beard Vape Co. The name of the flavor is Number Thirty Two, which means nothing. It's a it's a funnel cake with cinnamon. Woo. And so like I like I said it earlier, I love candy, right? And funnel cake, especially growing up in Florida, where like the fair and the carnival comes around all the time. Yeah. And basically Florida's full of a bunch of carnies anyway. <laughs> so. You know, for me, like, it just really, like, it brings me back to, like, a happy place in my youth, like, high school, you know, chasing, like, 17-year-old tail, and, like, you know, like, that, like, happy moment of my childhood. So, I vape this funnel cake flavor everywhere I go, and we're, and, you know, I'll be outside of a bar, outside of a restaurant, you know, puffing away, and someone will be like, do you smell that? It smells like funnel cake. It's amazing. <laughs> and when they realize it's you, some people will be like, can I try that? And I'm always like, for sure, like to the point where I even sometimes carry around extra drip tips because they kind of just pop on and off. Yeah. And the tip is like, you know, that's like the, the part you put in your mouth. And I'm like, yeah, here's a clean drip tip. Go to town. Damn, there you, you know, go. Try it out. See, you're the, classy, you're the classy ESIG guy. You're I try to looking be. for. I, I try to be, you know, <laughs> and, you know, because I want people to try it because especially if they're out there smoking, then, you know, they need to know about vaping. Right. And if I could, like, if I didn't have kids, if I didn't have the wife, if I, you know, like when I was, you know, when I was out and about in LA and like doing my thing, I was a little, I was a DJ for a while. Like, you know, I, I spent a lot of time, like literally on the streets of LA, you know, outside of clubs, like talking to people, smoking cigarettes. And, you know, it, if I had it all to do over again, I just wish I could go back and tell every one of them about, about vaping. Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, I mean, you know, for me, it's like, I definitely get people asking me they want to try it, and and that's one of the coolest things ever. Because yeah. if you ask me if you want to try it, that's like, oh, okay, you're interested, and I can probably get you to quit smoking and start vaping, and you still get everything that you need. But at the same time, like you know, you do it's a healthier alternative, and it's fun. Yeah. So you know, plus like nicotine doesn't need to taste like burning trees. Yeah, You know, it, it can taste like literally anything that you want it to taste like, you know, I'm still waiting for like a turkey sandwich or like a meat and <laughs> potatoes vape, but I'm sure they're like a month or two away. Thanks. Like someone's yeah, working. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. That's like Thanksgiving, like everything, Thanksgiving dinner, the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and like all the flavors in one. <laughs> um, well, so, be before we go forward, I guess we should kind of just specify what the health benefits are, like, compared to cigarettes. Like, obviously, smoking, uh, the actual smoking, the burning embers into your throat is bad for you. Okay, so right off the top, um, no tar, which is the number one killer in cigarettes, right? Yeah. So in the in the 50s and 60s, they kind of figured out that tar was the real killer in cigarettes. Why so is they, it in cigarettes? Do you know? It's a natural byproduct of the plant itself. Oh my god. And it and it it it's it's not only a natural byproduct of the plant so there's some tar in the leaf it gets worse when you add fire. Oh god. Right? So then so there's no tar. So that's number 1. Number 2 is there's no known carcinogens, right? And there's 186 known carcinogens in in combustible tobacco. Jeez. Right? Carcinogens are are by definition 
substances that are known to cause cancer. <laughs> now, that there's carcinogens in everything to a certain extent, right? Gasoline, fumes have carcinogens in them. You know, like plastic has carcinogens in it. It's, carcinogens are all around you. But, uh, you know, there are, there are a, a long list of known carcinogens in cigarettes. To date, they have not found any carcinogens in, in e-liquids, with one exception. They found formaldehyde. And formaldehyde uh, is actually created when you take these things to ridiculously high temperatures. Okay. And there was just this study this week, um, and everybody came, like, literally, like, MSNBC had a story, Huffington Post had a story, um, you know, Motley Fool, the investing website, had a story, like, is vaping worse than cigarettes? Because some researcher said, yeah, if you apply a really high voltage to these vaporizers, we found formaldehyde. Yeah. And in fact, we found more formaldehyde in this really high voltage, you know, vaping than we found in, uh, than we found in cigarettes. So beware. So, okay, so we looked at that study, right? And then just today there was an op-ed piece in the New York Times that said, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> First off, no vapor is going to vape at those high voltages because the juice tastes like shit way before you get it up to that temperature. Yeah. Right? And what you find with these juices is they're each a little temperature sensitive, right? They have, they have a flavor. The flavor is best at a specific temperature. And beyond that temperature, it starts to taste like total shit. And it gets to a point where it's just you couldn't even inhale. It tastes so bad. Yeah. When it tastes burnt, it is. <laughs> and when you're burning, you're creating carcinogens. You're creating formaldehyde. You're creating a bunch of different aldehydes. So that's number two is that no carcinogens as long as it's used responsibly. So right? zero or possibly one to Possibly one to 186. Yeah. But even that one, you have to literally burn the juice to make it create formaldehyde. So very unlikely. Okay. So number three, and this is one nobody talks about. It's fascinating to me. Do you know what nitrosamines are? No idea. All right. So I don't mean to get geeky here again. No, please. Like, please. I like geeks. Do you like caramelized like onions yes. or – okay. Like yes. you like a burnt steak? Yes. Okay, that's nitrosamine. Okay. Nitrosamines are essentially that, like, the caramelized layer, the blackened fish, like, the blackened part of it. The good part. The good part. That's <laughs> nitrosamines, right? And nitrosamines are in anything that you burn, right? Anything that you caramelize creates nitrosamines. And what it is, it's, it's actually an organic plastic, right? which your body can't process, and so it accumulates it in the cells of your body. Yeah. Right? And over time, that's what causes cell death, which can lead to death and disease and other things. There are no known nitrosamines in, in e-cig vapor. There's a ton in cigarettes. So those are the three big major health differences, right? So then there's the secondhand smoke, right, which has clearly been demonstrated with cigarettes to be harmful, right? You don't want you to, you don't want to be around secondhand smoke. You don't want to do it around kids. You don't want to do it in closed areas. To date, all these secondhand vapor studies have said no health harm any different than controlled air from like an air conditioning unit in an office building. Wow. In essence, I could sit and fill my office full of vapor. And as far as the studies can tell, 
there's nothing in that that's really harmful to you, right? Now, with, with vaping, there is a transient effect in the lung, right? There's also one in, from smoking regular cigarettes. With cigarettes, and, and what I mean by that is your lungs are irritated, right? Because yes. you put you, you put an irritant into your, you put something other than air into them. Yes. With cigarette smoking, they say that that lasts between 45 to 90 minutes, right? You have one cigarette, your lungs are irritated for 45 to 90 minutes after. With vaping, it's five minutes, wow. right? Yeah. So I'm not here to say that vaping is totally safe. Right. And I don't believe that it's totally safe. What I believe and what the data tells me is that it's a safer alternative. Right. So those are the kind of the four big ones. Right. No secondhand smoke, no nitrosamines, no carcinogens and no tar. Um, Those are huge. (laughs) And they're and they're huge. Right. Yeah. Now, nicotine is a it's a drug in large doses. It can be considered a poison. Right. Yeah. Like a, a drop of pure nicotine. And I mean, pure nicotine is deadly deadly to a human it's deadly to animals like it would it would kill a kid in a heartbeat right and it's fast matter of fact in prisons that's how people kill themselves they soak cigarette butts in coffee and then they like do it overnight and then they down it that's like classic sui- like prison suicide wow I'd, right? fuck, you just blew my mind <laughs> so nicotine's no joke right it's yeah. it's something it's not something to be fucked with right yeah. but what I not necessarily not use it but make sure you use it responsibly and safe we're talking about in these things we're talking about typically less than 1% nicotine in the entire fluid, right? Wow, wow. And in some cases, you're talking about like less than like 0.3% or 0.6%. So you're talking about very, very small doses. In a, in a whole bottle. In a, it, yeah, per milliliter. Per right? milliliter, yeah. So, um, you know, we're talking about very, very, very small doses uh, in the it's stuff so, that we're vaping. It's so like, funny. I literally get this stuff on my hands, right? Yeah. I mean, I, you can lick it. You're not going to die, right? You drink a bottle, you're going to get sick, right? Because you're not supposed to ingest that much of it at a time, yeah. right? And obviously, and I kind of goes without saying, but I have to remind people all the time, like, if you're going to vape, you need to do the responsible thing. You absolutely keep it out of the hands of children. Keep it away from pets. A pet doesn't know the difference. It just smells like whatever food flavoring is in it, right? And so yeah. pets will eat this stuff. Kids don't know any better either. Most of the stuff comes with, like, childproof caps and all the rest, but still, like, I have kids. I keep it so far out of reach, right? My 10-year-old knows all about it because he asks questions and I don't lie to him. But at the same time, like, he knows this is adult stuff, not to be played with, not to be looked at, not to be touched, Right. Like, and yeah, maybe that makes it taboo. But at the same time, like he knows everything about these devices. He asks a lot of questions. He always gets the truth. And I, and then I follow it up every time. Yeah. It's like, you know, use, like com- use common sense. And even then people, there are going to be people that don't No matter. Yeah, and he's like, can I vape when I'm an adult? And I'm like, if you want to, I'm going to try and talk you out of it yeah. because you know, like I don't want you to be addicted to nicotine. And if you're not addicted to nicotine, you don't need to do it. You're just choosing to do it. Yeah. And so, you know, I prefer that you don't, but when you're an adult, you got to make these choices for yourself. Yeah. And he's like, well then why do you smoke? And I said, well, I started when I was 13 when I didn't know better and I was stupid. Yeah. And so by the time I was an adult with a, a rational enough mind to be able to, to really make the, you know, the right decisions for myself as an adult, I was already addicted. What I, what I started doing was instead of going after the whole um, health benefits of cigarettes, not e- not e liquids, but cigarettes, was because ki- everyone's already beat that bush, you know, a million times. Like cigarettes are bad for you, blah blah blah. I just started telling kids, I was like, look, man, I stopped smoking for this many years, and I saved up, and I got a house. I got a down payment for a house. I started using the financial approach because I'm like, I gotta figure out what these motherfuckers care about. You know what I mean? Uh, and see. 
That wouldn't work for me, but here's why. You can start vaping for pretty cheap. Yeah. And if that, and if you're just looking to replace cigarettes with it, you're going to save money, right? Especially like on the East Coast, cigarettes are ridiculously expensive, right? Up 10 or more dollars a pack. Easily. Right? And in New York, last time I was there, it was like 14, 15 bucks a pack. (laughs) Um, that's a lot when you smoke a pack a day, right? For some people, that's like a big chunk of what they make. Damn right. Um, and so, you know, vaping, when you, like I said, that rabbit hole doesn't seem to have a bottom. So vaping can't, like, I mean, I must have spent thousands of dollars on vaping. But like I said, I like to collect the mods and, you know, I'm into it. So for me, it's a hobby as well. I spend a lot of money on it. <laughs> but you can do it a lot cheaper than smoking. But, like, for me, it's hard for me to make the argument of, oh, you'll save a lot of money when, you know, I've spent way more on mods than yeah. I did on cigarettes in the same amount of time. Because <laughs> yeah. when you're smoking cigarettes, all you have to buy is lighters. When you're vaping and you're using mods, like I see a new mod, like, oh, that one's brass. Well, I don't have that one in brass. I have it in stainless steel. I might want it in brass, you know? Like, it, you end up like, and then the new, you know, the new shit comes out. Like, every day someone's like, oh, my God, hot new vaporizer. And I look at it and I'm like, oh, that's beautiful. I got to have one of those. <laughs> you know, this one's made out of a meteorite or this one's, you know, like, this one uses this new chipset. Like, you know, I kind of feel like I'm always buying some the next iPod. It's rad that, like, um, that it's cheaper than smoking cigarettes, but it can also go to the levels where you can buy, you know, you have choice. You have that range of uh, experience, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I could go to Big Five and buy myself a shitty skateboard, or I could go to, you know, to KO and buy a nice deck and some really good trucks. Or and, the you know. All I Need Skate website, allineedskate.com. You can get a nice one there, too. There you go. Um, so, all right. So, speaking of shameless plugs, I want to I want to throw one in for us. Um, oh, please, please. So, uh, for starters, uh, our website is craftvapery.com, and that's V A P E R Y. Um, and uh, you can go. You can either go in and just buy. Right, we've got a shop where you can just go in and buy stuff, or you can sign up for the subscription program where we do all the hard work of the picking, and you just sit back and do the vaping. Um, if you sign up for the subscription program, you can choose how many bottles you get. The smallest package is two bottles a month, and these are 15 mil bottles. And that's roughly um, like under 30 bucks or right around there? Uh, each 15 mil bottle is about $12. Okay. For right? the subscription, though, isn't that the Oh, the subscription starts at 24 bucks, or sorry, 20 bucks for two bottles, and it goes up to eight bottles. Um, and the more bottles you buy, the cheaper it gets per bottle. Okay. Um, now, if you subscribe, you're going to tell us how many bottles you want. You're going to tell us your nicotine strength, right? 18 milligram if you're an existing heavy, like, pack-a-day smoker. 12 milligram if you're maybe, you know, half a pack-a-day or so. Six is, like, you know, is kind of your casual smoker. We have a three, um, and then we have zero, right? And then you're just going to tell us your yums and your yucks, right? I like tree fruits. I like baked goods. I like cereals. I don't like cigarette flavors. I don't like mints. You know, whatever your personal mix is. Um, you can leave us notes in the system and, you know, those go to a human being, not to a computer. And that human being reviews, you know, everything in your profile, your, your flavor profile, your history with us, you, you know, any notes that you gave us. And then they make the picks for you. It gets shipped to you monthly. Um, and we have amazing customer service. So if you ever have any questions, if you ever have any issues, if you ever have a broken bottle, which of course happens, but something that we try and minimize. Um, you know, we take care of that for you. And even down to, you know, it's not, not something that should be abused, but if you just didn't like something, let us know. We always make that right too. Yeah. Um, you can get all the starter hardware from us. So if you want to get started, you know, on the, the $50, you know, package, 
that is, you know, basically just essential starting hardware that we know is going to last you, you know, a good six months or so. Um, we, we offer that. If you want to take the deep dive, we have all, we have all the best mods, atomizers, build your own tank systems, you name it, we've got it. The beauty of all of it is that you can call us and I will take you from total vaping noob to feeling like you know what the, sh- the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> I, can do, I can do that in 20 minutes and I, and I will personally jump on Skype with a customer and just walk them through it. Show them the devices, show them, you know, difference in vapor production. And that level of customer service is something that you just don't see a lot of places. Like I got sick of talking to computers and talking to websites and, you know, feeling like nobody gave a shit and there weren't real humans behind it. So everything we do is about people, right? My customers are people. My staff are people. We bring people together with people. That's where magic happens. I um I was looking online, scouring message boards and blogs and stuff, and I, that was something that I saw put, you know, put you above your competition of other um. Your, your competition and it was that your customer service and that you customized to a T. Whereas I was reading about it, they were saying that, you know, they went with your competition and, you know, they got a bunch of, of juices that they never ended up wanting to use because they didn't like yeah. it. Yeah. And look, we have competition in the space. We were, we were, you know, we were, we missed out on being the first subscription in vaping by literally like two weeks. Yeah. Um, so, okay, someone else can have first. First doesn't always mean best. We're, we're the first to be curated. Now there are a couple others that are curated. We're certainly way further down the path and continue to innovate what we do there. So good luck if they want to, you know, if they're trying to come after me on that, good luck. Yeah. A lot of them are about price, right? And here's what I got to say. In this world, you get what you pay for, right? There are bargain basement, you know, like, like, and again, you know, my wife is kind of like my, the greatest example of who I'm not, right? Yeah. And kind of why I love her so much because we're total opposites. <laughs> She's like, She'll drive 20 miles out of her way to go to an outlet store because something's on sale, right? And it may not be the thing she wanted, but she'll come back and be like, look at the deal I got. <laughs> my, women, I, my woman's the same way, dude. <laughs> I will wait online for the new iPhone and pay full price without an upgrade because I want the new shit, yeah. right? So I'm willing to drop six, 700 bucks on a new phone because I want the latest and greatest, the coolest thing, right? That's who I am. Yeah. If you're looking to to save on pennies, craft is there's other services out there, right? They'll send you a bunch of juice. You get you'll get two, three times the amount of juice, like the number of bottles. Yeah. yeah. However, it's not tailored just to you. It's not curated just specifically for you. And you're gonna end up, we call it vaping it forward. You're gonna end up giving juice away, right? So when I get stuff I don't like, I give it to friends. Hey, oh, you're into watermelon? I got this watermelon, I'm not so into it. You try this one, right? So Early on, there's a lot of, a lot of giving juice away. My goal with craft is you're not giving anything away. Not that I don't like vaping things forward, right? I love giving stuff away. I give, I give away mods, I give away juices, I give away stuff every day. I want you to love everything that's in your box, yeah. right? So when you put your trust in me to curate a box for you, I want you to fucking love it. Hell yeah. And, and when you love it, right, it's not just about me and keeping a customer. It's about the industry keeping someone who vapes. Because if you go back to cigarettes, we've all lost you, right? It's not just me. It's not just my competition. Everybody in my industry has lost you. And it's too easy to go back to cigarettes. Cigarettes are in every, like everywhere I turn around, there's cigarettes, yeah. right? There's cigarettes in convenience store. Like you can't turn around without seeing a cigarette, you know, somewhere in the world. It's too easy to go back to that. So I got to keep people happy with their vape experience. So that craft is really about excellent customer service, ex- finding the best of the best products out there 
and then hand curating them to our customers. And I do want to say I created a coupon code just for your listeners. Awesome, awesome. Um, so all I have to do is put in your last name, uh, and they will immediately get either 20% off their first month subscription or 10% off anything they buy in the store. And uh, we'll keep that active for you know for a month or two and let people listen to it. And so if any of your listeners want to check us out, again, it's craftvapory.com and use the code Shetler. And they're they're off to the races. So all you gotta do is type in S H E T L E R, and then you get twenty percent off, and yep. uh, you can check it out. That's that's awesome. Thank you for doing that as well. It's very sure. Cool. My pleasure. Um, I have just two more follow up questions because that was actually what I wanted to talk about. Um, you just kind of went into it naturally, so that was awesome. Um, I want to talk about, I guess, the competition with cigarettes. Like we kind of talked about that right now. Is there? How do you think? How is that? I feel like cigarettes are dying, so I'm hoping they are because it's horrible. So, how is there any resistance or weird competitive like any tactics they've tried to like demonize e-cigs or? Uh, it's uh, well, it's a complicated and political answer. So I'll say this: <laughs> uh, early on, our biggest opponent was big tobacco, yes. right? They they were terrified of electronic cigarettes, and they saw how this could completely disrupt their whole industry. And then they got smart, and they realized, wait a second, if you can't beat them, join them. We already control nicotine. We already have the ear of the FDA. We should just be making these products. And they kind of maybe took it a little too far. Yeah. So that, like, you know, there's some fear that they were going to be the only ones who are able to have, you know, have vaporizing products. Um, but they've really become our allies, right? They're out there marketing their own electronic cigarettes, and for every electronic cigarette that you see in a convenience store, there's a certain percentage of those people who are going to go from that to a vape, Yeah. right? And so that's when they become my customer. So in a lot of ways, tobacco is helping me now yeah. as opposed to fighting against me. Now, the people who track the industry, they say that within 10 years, more people are going to be using electronic cigarettes than are using combustible tobacco. So if I owned a big tobacco company, I'd be making sure that my e-cig was amazing. Yeah. So that I could keep some of those customers. Absolutely. Right? So, you know, you're seeing that. All the big players have them. There's the Mark 10, which is basically Marlboro. Um, you know, there's the Views, which is basically Camel. Uh, you see them, like, you, at least out here in L.A., you can't go into a Circle K or a 7-Eleven without seeing those things. And they're marketed right up front and center. They're more prominent now than they were, you know, than the Marlboro sign is. So they've, you know, big tobacco's really come around. And, and I think, you know, in some ways they are our biggest allies now, right? They've got the money to lobby, you know, government, which is how laws get made, like it or not. Yeah. And, um, you know, and they've got the ear of those people. So the real trick is, can they do it ethically? Right? Can they do it differently than they did? Than they did tobacco. And their track record is not looking good. And some of them will be good at it, and other, you know, a lot, a lot. They have handcuffs on, you know, a lot of the time to start with anyway. Now, yeah. So you know, a lot of the stuff that flew back then just wouldn't fly now, you know, either way. But in a lot of ways, like you know, a lot of people say, oh, big tobacco is the enemy. I don't think that's the case, right? Honestly, I think pharma. You know, the pharmaceutical companies, like, that's who I'm really worried about. The people who make the nicotine gum and the patch and the quit smoking pills. Ooh, I right? didn't even think of that. Because now you're not talking about millions of dollars in investment. 
Now you're talking about billions of dollars in investment, right? Yeah. To bring one of those drugs to market, to get through all the FDA testing, that's not that's a multi-billion dollar investment, and they're looking to make lots more billions back to make it good. So that's who's really out there lobbying. Like honestly, the all these bands, like bands that you see in the local areas where people are saying like, "Oh, anywhere you can't smoke, you can't vape." I would get, I would venture to guess that more than two thirds of that is funded by pharma. Yeah, yeah. And they've got the lobby groups to make sure that happens, and that's why you're seeing it pop up. Like they know how to hone in on the fear. They know they have the they have the journalists in their pocket, and that's why you see these shitty articles that come out that are anti vaping that have no solid facts in them. Yeah. And that's how you create a stir, and they know that, right? Yeah. And so you know they they're the ones that I'm really scared of. Right. The big tobacco, I kind of welcome them at this point. And there's some of them who are doing really good things for vaping. That's so, cool. So they're complimentary in yeah. some ways. And um, you know, to answer your original question, I, don't, I think in our lifetime, we're going to see the end of, of combustible tobacco. Yeah. I don't think we're going to see the end of nicotine consumption. I don't think we're going to see the end of nicotine addiction. I don't necessarily think that those things are a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, and maybe I'm in the minority on that. You know, time will tell. But I do think we'll see the end of lighting a plant on fire well, i like to think that as we progress and we all are getting more connected with everything and we can hear each other and talk and we can learn and grow it's like we you know you don't want to give up everything because some things you know they may not be healthy for you like even skateboarding i'm deteriorating my body and i get beat up and i'm gonna have arthritis and whatnot but i don't want to let go of it like just because it's not the healthiest thing for me it still has so many more good benefits no don't let that stop you like one of my idols it's polarizing and it's a guy you're probably going to hate but one of my idols in life is kobe bryant right oh and and (laughs) i I don't i don't want him to win but i don't hate him i respect him (laughs) well that's the thing is like you know when i learned about who he was right not only is he an amazing basketball player but he's got the work ethic right the dude wakes up every morning at three o'clock in the morning there's a really famous story about there was some young player he's like i want to train with kobe and kobe's like okay you want to train with me i'll pick you up at three we'll go to the gym and he was like, awesome, 3 p.m., I'll be ready. And Kobe looked at him and he was like, no, son, <laughs> 3 a.m. Yeah, you want, get you, want, you want to perform like this, it's an all-day thing. <laughs> we start at 3 a.m., we go till you drop and you puke, right? So, look, he's, his body's falling apart, right? But he had to push himself, you know? He had, to, he had that drive every day for 19 seasons, right, to get up, get up every morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, do his workouts, ice his body, rehab, like – he pushed himself, and when he's done, I hope he turns around and teaches. Now, whether that's coaching or owning a team or whatever, like he's a master body of knowledge, and you should do the same thing. Push yourself till you can't skate anymore, and hopefully, you know, knock on wood, that's very long into your life. Yeah. And then take all that knowledge, sell skateboards, teach kids how to skate, open skate parks, you know, like host skating competitions. Like, stay in it, man. As long yeah. as you're passionate, do it. And like, it'll whether your body falls apart or not, bodies. Listen, your body's been falling apart since you're 18, whether you like it or not anyway, right? Yeah. Like, take it from a four-year-old, like, you know, like, I've had back surgery, like, you know, my neck's kinked in 10 places, I got herniated discs, like, I'm a, a, I got bad knees, I'm a wreck, but I feel great, you know what I mean? Because I'm doing what I love, so keep skating, man, don't, like, don't worry about your body. Josh, I love that you just market. You just, you just, you just basically promoted the all I need mission statement. Like you summed it up to a T. Like that's exactly it. It's that's why I get so stoked when people rock our apparel, like or our skateboards. I see them wearing all I need, and it's kind of like I they get 
I get what they're thinking. You know what I mean? They have a need in their life and they love it and they sacrifice for it and they've kept it in their life. They didn't let society take away their love or whatever it is, regardless of, you know, if it's something that brings you great benefit and joy, like skateboarding has, it's like a martial art. It's taught me to be patient. It's taught me to be open-minded. It's taught me about hard work, perseverance. It's, it humbles me every day because I want to keep progressing and learning. And, and the whole time you were, sorry to cut, sorry to switch real quick, but the whole time you're talking about Kobe Bryant, I was just picturing, you were talking about Michael Jordan, <laughs> just so I didn't have to picture Kobe doing it. <laughs> you know, here's the thing: like Jordan was when I was a kid, and like I had, I remember, like I was the first kid in my town to have a pair of Jordans. But like he was more of an enigma than like a role model to me. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, and so, and and Kobe was, you know, he was like like a young player, so it was like someone that I feel like I grew up with. Yeah. He's a little older. He's kind of closer to my age. Like MJ was a- almost a little bit before my time. Yeah. Like, and so, you know, but yeah, but both, but both of them, the work ethic, right? And they both, both their bodies fell apart. They both had, you know, they both needed a lot of surgeries towards the end of their career. And look, don't let it stop you, right? Like I had back surgery. I could, I could be on my ass right now. I said, fuck that. And I walked around for six months before I had the surgery. And literally, as soon as I had the surgery, they said, they looked, the doctor looked at me and I was like, when can I go home? And he was like, as soon as you can pee and you can walk down the hallway to get to the toilet. (laughs) And so I was like, okay. And I tried to get out of the bed and I couldn't move. Right. And I, all I like, and you know, my girl was there and my friends were there and they're like, just take it easy. Just relax. Like you don't have to be in a rush to get home. And I said, no, fuck that. Right. Like I didn't have this surgery so I could be laying down. I had this surgery so I could be walking around. And so, you know, like I I tried, like I just kept trying and I never stopped. And like within three hours, I was down at that bathroom and then I couldn't pee because like the anesthesia hadn't worn (laughs) off yet. So I had to like I just walked up and down the hallway until I had to pee. And then I I peed and I was out of the hospital like four and a half hours. There you go. There you go. So, you know, like just don't for me, my motto is just like, you know, I can quit when I die. I, I completely agree, man, and that's and I agree with what you were saying before about teaching and getting skate parks and stuff. Is I, I still feel like I'm getting better at skateboarding. Like my next video part, I think will be my best part, like because I've my skating's matured. I'm not just jumping down massive stuff, but my style's kind of settled, and I, I've kind of found a niche that I like. and And I feel like my next video part's gonna be the best all around video part I've had, like well rounded. And uh, but at, but saying that. Like, I started the skate brand to give back to, like, other kids because, you know, we had a recession and, like, I rode for World Industries Skateboards and I, I rode for all the brands. I rode for Tony Hawk, actually, for two years. I rode for Birdhouse and I got to travel with Tony. I did the Gumball 3000 r- rally with him across Europe in these million-dollar cars and stuff. Like, we got That's one car. of my dreams, by the way, oh, to, do, did to do the Gumball. <laughs> yeah. One, it's absolutely it's on, my, it's on my bucket list. It's like, so I, cool. I got to do it. I met that dude, Adrian Brody, the pianist, the, in the pianist, the actor. I met and hung out with him. Oh, yeah. I was a young speak, – actually, this ties in because I was young, and each, each of the parties – because you basically drive around Europe – for you know you drive around europe all day from city to city when at night you stop and you go to the party each night so that's what we did the parties were sponsored by a cigarette brand i don't remember the brand but i was young and i was smoking cigarettes so i had like 20 packs because every night i'd keep grabbing them and i just chain smoke cigarettes with adrian adrian brody for a little bit just pretty fucking awesome <laughs> oh but uh yeah so i started um all i need basically because i wanted to give back like i know that you know, it's not all I need. It's all we need, like as skateboarders. You know what I mean? So when I see someone rocking that gear, that hat, that T-shirt, 
I understand that they they realize what they need in our, their life to be happy, you know, which is skating. It's a simple joy. It helps you grow and all that. So when I started the brand, I wanted to sponsor kids, you know, because I got sponsored. I got to travel. I did. I started the brand in 2011. You know, there's a recession. All these skate brands are dying. I lost my sponsor, World Industries, which was my livelihood. I was making money, you know, and living off of that. And then, you know, it just came crashing down. They didn't want to support skateboarding anymore. They weren't skater-owned, they, so they just pulled out because there's not a profit. And I said, you know what? Fuck that. Like, skateboarding is a need in my life. I'm not going to be without it. I'm not going to just work a 9-to-5 and just, like, dream about, you know, having skateboards with my name on it or sponsoring people or whatever. So I just started it with the little bit of money I had. I didn't even pay my mortgage. I should have paid my mortgage with, the, with that money. But I just put it into skateboards because I knew I wouldn't be able to save it up. You know, I had the change. I had to do it now. And I just did it. I was like, fuck it. I'll worry. I'll figure out a way to hustle and make my mortgage. So I just put these thousands of dollars into making skateboards. I got my skateboard team together. I sponsored these kids that were like, they've been working so hard. They love skateboarding so much. They want to travel. They want to see how far they could take it. I put them on my team and I was like, let's work together like with social media and like let's every inch will add up if we all work together as a unit and all I need will grow and, and everything we need in our life will grow if we look at it with that approach, you know? And, and here's the difference to me, right? And I don't mean to cut you off, no, but here's the, here's the difference to me, right? Is that prior to the recession, you were skating, right? You were sponsored. Yeah. That's not making you rich, right? That's yeah. making somebody else rich, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. The recession is the perfect time for people like you and I to start making ourselves money and, and not necessarily, you know, I had the big corporate job, like I said, the suit and tie and all the rest. But every day I went to work, I didn't, you know, like I just got my paycheck. Yeah. Right? It was just a job. Didn't matter if I was great at my job or bad at my job. I got the same paycheck, right? Yeah. I wasn't getting rich. I was making somebody else rich, right? And I look at that fat cat who owns a company who drives a Rolls Royce and, you know, has a butler and, you know, his lunch catered every day and all the rest. Like, I'm making that guy rich. Yeah. So for me, you know, the recession was an opportunity to, like, start my own businesses and start doing for myself. And look, I'm not rich now, but I'm at least in control of my own destiny. You know what I mean? Like, if I don't want to work that day, I don't work. But if I don't work, I don't make money. Right. Yeah. And that's, you know, and so I get up and go to work. And for me, it's always about, OK, I just want to push it a little further today than I did yesterday. Absolutely. Right. I want to I just want to keep moving that boulder up the mountain. Eventually, yeah. I'm going to get to the top and I'll figure out how I get down, whether I, you know, base jump <laughs> off or skate or what, you know, however I get down the other side, I get down. But like that's, you know, it's kind of the beauty of life. And like I, I that's why I was kind of excited about doing the podcast, because, you know, I, I did a little. I did a little research on you and I was like, oh wait, here's a guy who's out there doing it, right? He's like, he's got his own brand, he's doing the podcast, he's talking to people, he's open-minded, but he's out there, he's out there creating something, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. and to me, that's what's, you know, that's what I'm trying to do with craft. That's, you know, me and my partners, like, we didn't get out, like, yes, one of my partners is like an ex-hedge fund manager, you know, like, Wharton finance grad, like, super smart finance and business guy. Good for right? Him. But, yeah, great for him. Not that, you know, and, and my background was in science and, you know, like I was like more of the nerd geek guy, but like we didn't get into vaping because we were like, oh wait, this is the fastest growing industry in America. Let's get on this at the ground floor and make a bunch of money. We got into it because we were really passionate about it. We were both heavy cigarette smokers who once we started vaping, we we're like, why doesn't the fucking world know about this? Like, yeah. Why doesn't everybody know about this? <laughs> why, why are we, why is this still taboo? This is so much better than smoking, right? And so, sure, I got people to tell me, like, why don't you just quit? And I'm like, I enjoy it. 
yeah. you know, and I'm doing what I enjoy. And and now it's my livelihood, right? I, this is how I pay my mortgage, right? And by the way, kids, pay your mortgage, right? <laughs> like, like you know, it's an awesome story, but you know, like you took a big gamble, right? And it worked out for you, right? Yeah. Mike, I would always tell people like, okay, square your mortgage away and then save your pennies and, you know, and do your thing. So the recession isn't going to stop people from buying skateboards, right? The recession hurts big companies, right? Airwalk hurt from the recession. You know what I mean? Yep. But like a small independent skate shop, yeah, they probably lost some revenue. Kids are still going to skate, right? Yep. They might have to save a little longer to get that deck. You know, they might have to, you know, they may have to like work an extra week or two to be able to afford the trucks that they want, yeah. you know, but people are still going to do it. And it's a perfect opportunity for people like you and people like me to, okay, here's what we're passionate about. Here's what we're good at. Let's, let's turn this into a business, right? And, and that passion translates. And if you can translate that to your products, right? If, if I can pick up one of your decks and be like, I can see that they're really passionate about what they're doing, right? Yeah. And it's not just a get rich scheme or, you know, a bunch of mass produced stuff. It's actually quality stuff. Like when that translates, people love that. Yeah, right? absolutely, and, man. We've gone away from like, you know, my, like we like to say there's no Apple, there's no Xerox, there's no Coca-Cola in vaping, right? There's no big brand. And we'd love to be one of those big brands. I mean, you know, as a business person, I'd love to be Apple, right? A vertically integrated company that owns its, its category. Yeah. Like it's a dream, right? Steve Jobs is like just as much of a hero as Kobe Bryant is. Um, but, <laughs> or you know, Ray like, Allen. or Ray Allen. Or, or, well, actually, I got a lot of respect for Ray Allen. Damn right, he does. I got, a, I got a lot of respect for you Ray Allen. You can't have that three-point stroke without hard work, 3 a.m., waking up. You don't understand. No, yeah, you got you to gotta work for it, man. And he's he's my age, right? That's He's an old dude. <laughs> and he's still out there doing his thing, right? And he's one of those people that will probably become a coach, you know, probably stay involved in basketball. If not a coach, then a commentator. Like, you, like the people that are truly passionate, and it, it 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 stays a passion, right? Yeah. Like for me, I'll work eighty hour weeks, but I love it, right? And my wife understands, you know, like a he's got to work hard so he we can pay the bills, but also he loves what he does, so of course he loses track, you know. Of yeah. course he'll stay at the office till eight nine o'clock, you know. Like honestly, my only motivation for getting out of here is to make sure I get home in term- time for bath time for the little one, yeah. and then. Usually kids are off to sleep. Wife is like, I'm fucking tired. I've been, I have a kid on a tit all day. I'm like, I'm ready to crash. And so, you know, and I'll be like, all right, cool. And I have a little home office and I go back to work. Right. Cause this is what I'm passionate about. Yeah. And so I just, you know, like I'm going to do that. She's like, you ever think about retiring? And I'm like, I don't know what even that looks like. Cause even if I retire, I'm going to work. Yeah. Like I'm the like, same. I'm the same. you know, I might retire from the nine to five job, but I'm not going to stop owning businesses. I'm not going to stop working on growing them and building them. And, you know, and, and, and even beyond that, like, say I, you know, I sell the businesses and I'm done and I'm really ready to retire. I'll probably end up consulting for someone who needs that experience. Like, this is what I, you know, I, I do what I love. And yeah. when I do that, like, it's not work and I'm, I'm blessed to get paid for it. But quite honestly, I've done plenty of things in my life that I didn't get paid for. And, you know, money isn't, money's awesome, but it's not, you know, it's not the secret to life. It's yeah. not what's going to make you keep, it's not what's going to keep you feeling young. Your case 32, my case 40, you know, I know plenty of 32 year olds that feel broken, right? Yeah, I, see so like, all, I live on the East Coast. I see them all the time. They work, yeah. they work in the winters. They work these harsh ass manual labor jobs. They just want to get fucked up because they have to go slave off into the fucking winter cold weather and do grunt work and like they have no real lust. 
they end up watching too much sports or something else. They let other people live for them. Like I see it all the time, and I, and that's what that's a huge thing. Like um, to kind of go back and forth with brands is like same with all I need. It's like I put that I put it right in the name. I made it as blatant as obvious. Uh, I made it as blatant as possible because I see all these brands and it's like they have these uh, mission statements, but it's it, you should just translate. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if anyone is into what you're into and your brand can just translate that feeling or that emotion right away. It's like not even a second thought, you know, like when you see all I need and you skateboard, you get it. You know what I mean? Especially yep. if it really is a need in your life. You're like, ah, that's perfect. And so, we have, you know, we have a very similar mission, you know, for, and we put it, it's, it's, it, the literally the tagline that's on our website is, is our mission. We want to be the only place to vape, right? Like, we want to be able to take someone from, I want to quit smoking day one all the way to, I know how to wrap my own coils and, and read ohms off of an ohm reader. Like we want, you know, we'll take you as far down that rabbit hole as you want to go and we'll help find you the absolute best products. And, you know, and then I, the one thing I didn't mention earlier is that our subscribers, so if you subscribe to the membership, yeah. right, you get member benefits. So you get an immediate discount in the shop on products. You get free shipping on all orders over 35 bucks. And you get a 1-800 number that's members only. And literally, you can call that number with any question. It would be like the equivalent of like you picking up the phone for somebody that, you know, it wasn't even about an all-I-need product, right? It was just like, hey, I'm having trouble catching this trick. (laughs) What are your points? And we'll sit on the phone with them and be like, okay, for for what you're looking for, try this, try that. Let me take pictures, send them to me. Let me know how it works out for you. People love that, right? Like, yeah. I, I, you know, I'm a busy guy, but if I take time out, of, if I don't take time out of my day for customers, I'm not doing what I love, right? At the end of the day, I love people. I love helping people. I love sharing what I know. You know, like if I wasn't doing this, I'd be teaching something, right? Or I, you know, like for me, life is about teaching, right? That's yeah. why I had kids. I want to, you know, it's selfish. I want to teach them everything I know. Hmm. You know, I want more people that see the world the way I see it. So why not create them? Plus, sex is great. So, um, you know, like for me, it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta share, right? That's the real magic is when you can kind of connect with another human being. That's why I love skateboarding. Cause like you can do it by yourself, but it's a whole lot more fun when you're, you know, you're in a crowd of people. I love the culture of it because I think it has a persona, you know, and it, it like, it really embodies something that used to be very counterculture. Like that whole skateboarding is not a crime thing. Yeah. That's that slogan, those bumper stickers, they came from a real need. People were saying skaters were criminals. They were outlawing and banning it everywhere. And I lived through that era, right? And even yeah. not as a skater, like those were my friends. Those that was the culture that I was in. Like I don't think I, I wore a pair of non skate shoes. Like the whole time I grew up in Florida, I had vans and airwalks and you know, I mean, we all did. Like that was part of like didn't matter if you skated or didn't, it like skating had become part of popular culture for like the kids my age. And to be told that you're a criminal because you have on a pair of shorts or a, a, you know, a pair of sneakers, like, no, I'm not a criminal. I'm trying not to cut my feet when I walk down the street. You know, like, yeah. like everybody needs shoes. These are the cool ones. Yeah. You know, and so like, you know, like that's a really cool thing to me and to see where it's come kind of, you know, it's, it's not a crime anymore and it's really well accepted. Like that to me is really, you know, it's kind of cool to see and it's something that like I want to encourage my kids to be a part of, like, I want them to go out and experience life. And look, if the skateboard gets him twice as far across town and into twice as many cool experiences, then fuck yeah, I'm going to get my kid a skateboard. Took you me, know, I took me to China twice, Australia, all over Europe, just from skateboarding. Yeah, and that's, Heights. you know, I mean, 
Like if you can if you can get by in life doing what you love, you're gonna feel young. You're gonna you're gonna be happier. You know, you're gonna enjoy life a lot more. Like you know, like to me, find the thing that you're passionate about: skating, vaping, whatever it may be, and do it. Do it. You know, do it big. Yeah, that that's that's perfect right there. Um, I was gonna say one more thing was about the recession and about us like starting brands and being able to create opportunity. It's it's a cool thing about that too is we're able to kind of correct the mistakes of you know the big dogs. You know what I mean? Like we can kind of yep. remedy that and take a different approach. And it's it's rad to be in that situation because now I've written for Birdhouse, New York, um, World Industries, like these massive brands, and I've learned what not to do as much as I've learned what to do, you know? So it's kind of cool to have a new approach and kind of do it from a different angle. What's up? <laughs> um, before we go, I want I want to wrap it up, but before we go, um, I wanted to see if you thought about maybe putting, um, about has there been any e-cigarettes or uh, vaporizers in uh, movies? Because I feel like that's, yes. that's so, a mainstream appeal right there. Starting to see it more and more in movies. You know, the thing about movies is that typically they're produced months, if not years, before you actually see them. Yeah. So, um, little longer show there. I'm seeing them a lot in TV shows. So, uh, House of Cards, um, you know, which was big because it was Netflix's first kind of big breakout show. Um, House of Cards had e-cigs in it. There's a lot more shows that I'm starting to see. So I'm definitely starting to see it more in the mainstream. And, you know, here in L.A., if a celebrity takes a shit, it's like it's like news here. Um, you know, that was actually one of the, the craziest things when I first moved to L.A. You turn on the news, and it's like they're talking about celebrities and, like, what celebrities did, and that's the news. Not like, 12 people were murdered today in Brooklyn. Like, like those stories aren't on the news here. It's like, this celebrity, you know, was seen doing this. or And so, like, that's the news here. And so whenever you see a celebrity vaping, like, it's on the news. So it's like, I and more and more of them are doing it. Like, I saw pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio with, like, a big box mod the other day. And that was, like, covered on the news. It was crazy. So um, I'm definitely seeing more and more of it. And, you know, I mean, look, smoking is always going to be part of our culture, right, to a certain extent. And, you know, growing up, especially in entertainment, like, people smoking in TV and movies was, like, People smoked, so you saw people smoking in TV and movies. Yeah. And I think the more people you see people vaping, the more you'll see people vaping in TV and movies because TV and movies are just portrayals of, you know, people's yeah. take on the real world. Yeah. So art, art it's starting to get there. Yeah, art imitates life. Exactly. Exactly. Cool, man. Well, uh, Josh, honestly, it's been a pleasure, man. It's uh, when, it, when I was younger, dude, like, because where I grew up, man, I grew up in, like, the projects and around a lot of depressed, sad people. I had this hunger to talk to people that had, uh, that had their shit together, people that are passionate. Like, I had this hunger that, like, because I was so surrounded with the opposite that, like, anytime I met someone that, like, would speak to me and be positive and, and talk about and share ideas, like, it, that's kind of why I do the podcast is to reach out to people like you and just kind of, like, hear what you're about and just to, like, have these conversations because we need more of these fucking conversations. Everyone does. It helps us I all. agree, and I w- I'm so honored to have been a part of your show, and, uh, you know, I love having the opportunity to come on uh, and share what I know, share what I'm passionate about, and share, you know, my agenda. And, you know, this was a really cool, like, I, I-, I didn't know – sort of what to expect you know i feel like this could have been a very short boring conversation it turned out to be a a pretty long and awesome one and nervous um, too (laughs) and so you know i mean i i think you know that's it's like i said earlier when you bring good people together with good people that's where like true magic happens and the closest thing i've ever seen to like real magic in the world 
is that spark between people. And I think, you know, you and I are like-minded. So please, going forward, let me know if there's anything that I can do, anything that I can do to support your brand, so that I can support the show. Like, I like what you're doing. I like the message that you have. And, you know, and thanks for, for having me on to share mine. Awesome, man. And uh, before we go, you said the promo code is my last name. So it's, it is. It's just Shetler, S-H-E-T-L-E-R. Don't type shelter because that happens. Don't let autocorrect fuck it up. Um, and uh, what's the website again? It's craft vapory, C-R-A-F-T-V-A-P-E-R-Y dot com. And social media, are you guys on the big three? No, we're on all of them. So Instagram at Craft Vapory, uh, Twitter at Craft Vapory, Facebook uh, or slash Craft Vapory. Um, we got a Google Plus. I think we have everything but Tumblr, but hey. that's basically just for porn anyway. <laughs> and uh, I'm definitely gonna try out the dipstick and some of the like non-nicotine because I don't smoke and I don't want I don't want to pick up that habit just because I gotta put my money into skateboards. But uh. And I already got, I got caught. Oh, no, we'll, uh, we'll send you a box. We'll send you a box. We'll send you a vaporizer. I'll send you a box of, uh, some zero milligram. You'll tell me what your flavor profile is. We'll send you a curated box just for you. That's awesome. Thank you so much, Josh. And, uh, good talking to you, man. Anthony, pleasure. Thank you so much.